couple of weeks ago, y'all wanted to burn me at the stake because I said, hey, Purdy's a good quarterback. I like him, but I'm not ready to put him in that elite category. Certainly not the elite category, but I'm not putting him in the top eight, you know, just off of everything he's done so far. And he's been really good. Quarterbacks are entitled to bad spells, but when the bad spells um, coincide with a difference in, with a big change in personnel, like I look at it as like a, a really good quarterback can overcome some of this stuff. And I think some of it, the concussion definitely factored in. He hit his mm. head hard yesterday yeah. and grabbed his head afterwards. He should have been out. He should have been out Where's of that game. Where's the UNC? I don't know. Where's the UNC, bro? I don't know. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. NFL Week 8 Reactions, Chris, Kyle, Diana Rossini. We dissect every game at the biggest NFL storylines. The 49ers' current slide, the Eagles holding off the Commanders. The Broncos, that's right, the Broncos breaking the streak versus the Chiefs and the impact of that game on the AFC playoff race. Diana joins to break down the biggest trade rumors across the NFL. There was one that even breaks during the show. And the fellas give out their Miller Lite moments with one hell of a viewing party. Y'all enjoy the show. We appreciate you being here also join the uh, monday live show we'll catch you on wednesday with stanford steve and Megan. What is going on, guys? We're here. We're here. We're yeah, good job. Good job. We started the show. <laughs> well, Reed did a whole thing. He's like, I'm going to count. He's like, hey, so, so rich. So, so in the beginning of the show, I'm going to count you You guys in. did it wrong again. No. I'm doing so this. Here's what, here's what I'd and like. And last week, I did this again, and you guys are both looking down. Here's what I'd like you to do, Reed. As you know, I have to figure everything out under the fucking sun for this show right oh. up until we actually start the show. I'd like Reed to start the show from now on. That would, You know what? That'd be That's great. That's a great idea. That's called problem like, solving. Hey, guys. I'm not, you know, I'm not always going to see Broncos this. The Broncos won. You know, like, the Chiefs. They should have gotten a we'll five count. That. We'll to save that. Let's ride. Hey, listen. Two weeks ago, I thought I knew everything, mm. is all I'm saying in the NFL. Oh, my God. Two Oof. weeks ago, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> so with that, we'll start yep. America's teams. All right, America's teams. You know the drill, guys. I'm going to get this thing started with number one America's team, the OG America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm looking ahead a little bit. I'm not even going to talk about that game against the Rams because they did what they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. the Cowboys. Dak and CeeDee Lamb. Awesome. The defense showed up in a big way. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, eight pressures, seven of which came in under two and a half seconds. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's absurd. He's incredible. That, that's unfair. It's alien. But I'm saying this, looking ahead to San Francisco, we talked about, uh, you know, all the, the happenings between those two teams. You know, they didn't take it personally. They should take it personally. Who's taking it personally now? You know, you look ahead to the San Francisco-Dallas matchup. When is that? In the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, so. it's gonna be so, it's gonna be a lot different. Well, if you believe the Cowboys, here's the thing about the Cowboys, and we'll talk about it in the breakdowns. Like, I already know they're capable of this, of blowing out a team that has trouble in protection, that's not very explosive, and when they get on top of you, 
it's like Rampage Jackson. And what's more American than being like, nobody beats us in our own backyard? Well, yeah. the Cowboys, they just don't lose. No, the they don't lose world. at home. Um, number two, the Jets. You know, they find a way to squeak by. Zach Wilson um, pulls a rabbit out of a hat at the end of the game. But the big story for me is this team still being alive, this team uh, finding a way to still be in it with the potential of Aaron Rodgers, who was dropping back and throwing passes before the football game. Mm-hmm. Gonna, you, I mean, uh, it's not, a perfect for Halloween. It's which character doesn't die? Is it Freddy Krueger? He attacks you in your nightmares. Jason. He attacks Jason, you. Jason, Jason. Jason. Well, whoever it is. Jason. That's for Aaron you, Rogers. it's Aaron Rodgers. And it was, I mean, it was really, really impressive. And now, you know, people are moving the goalposts on this whole thing, right, Chris? I mean, at first, he's 40 years old. He'll never recover from an Achilles injury. I'm not and moving. now six weeks. I'm not talking about you. No, no, I know. But there are people that I listen to. And, you know, I listen to a lot of people. I'm in a lot of circles. And some people say... Aaron Rodgers, 40, he's never going to be able to come back off this Achilles. Bro, I don't care how old you are. And now he's doing it, and they're like, well, he got, you know, he's not he didn't doing get the surgery it, that he was supposed to get. He hasn't done it. Here's it, like, seeing throwing him do the that ball is in impressive. The, like, listen, I don't mean to, we would, I wouldn't have anything to put poor salt on if we weren't making such a big fucking deal America's out about team, not, the nothing. The number one thing to believe in is Aaron Rodgers coming back, like, you know, on his white horse and taking this team into the playoffs, which, you know, the reality of that is it probably not going to happen, but it's fun to think about. Rapture, more likely. America's team, number two, (laughs) the Jets. Number three, on a serious note, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Joe Burrow's back, baby. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow's back. And you know what? We talked about it all week, that five-man front, all those rushers on the Cincinnati Bengals is a bad matchup for the Niners. And Trent Williams not being out there. I mean, it wasn't even talked about really. I was listening to the recap last night on Sunday Night Football. They talked about everything under the sun. They didn't mention my guy Trent Williams one time. Yeah. That's such a hole in that offense. The big is a big such hole. Such a hole in that offense. If you've got a spear that doesn't have a sharp tip, you're not going to be able to bust down much shit. You're not going to get through much cartilage. Yeah. And with Trent Williams, you got a diamond tip spear. And you can start any play the right way. You can cut off the backside of the play anyway. And you can shut down any rush. So number three. You can cut, you can cut Trey Hendrickson's Achilles that off. That was bad. That was Fred Warner just stepped on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what happened? It I didn't mean to pick like Trey because he got hurt yesterday. But just, you know, if you got a, a diamond tip spear, you might want to use that. You know what I'm saying? They say diamond is like the thing that cuts anything, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Trent Williams mm-hmm. can penetrate any defensive mm-hmm. front, in my opinion, uh, except for the Miles Garrett front. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number four, Duke. Wow. A hard right turn. We went NFL, NFL, <laughs> Duke. Yeah, Duke. Why Duke? They just landed the number one 16-year-old oh. recruit in the nation. Okay. He's about he's you know a surefire number one NBA so in football. This makes oh, me, it's basketball. It's this right. makes me yeah. This is what they do. This is what they do. I mean yeah. you know it I'm, makes me upset. Because we'll still beat them. Now I can't cheer for this kid for at least a couple of years. Well, right. And I've been following him. Right. And his he's name a is really Cooper good Flag. He's a good player. Uh, apparently he's a really good player. Yeah. yeah. Number one player. Yeah. Shout out to his All twin brother Ace. He's got Ace Flag. He'll be the number one Ace. pick in 2025. That's a dude. And I feel like Cooper got the short end of the stick on the names. I think Ace is a really cool name. Maybe it should be like Ace and Joker or something mm-hmm. like call signs. But yeah. They went with Cooper. Yeah, Cooper uh, instead. Ace and Coop. Yeah. No, I mean, Duke, they, they stacked these tall white guys up. They thought he was going to be a baseball it's guy like, end up in Cooperstown. Yeah, you're saying Duke is America's team. I mean, I was thinking they landed a 16-year-old stud in football. But, yeah, this is what they do. We'll still beat them in basketball. So, Duke, Wahoo, number, number four. Wahoo, and then the, the Denver Broncos. Yep. They go out there. West People Rock. are saying it's going to be a fire sale. Patrick Mahomes owns this organization in, <laughs> in a bigger way than Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, really. I mean, the winning streak is even more impressive. 16 games. I feel like Patrick never loses on the road. Patrick woke up with the flu. 
um, or whatever he had. He might have had diarrhea. We've all been there. It's not a good spot to be. <laughs> but in the flu game, Scottie Pippen, he showed up. Mm-hmm. The rest of the Bills showed up. Mm-hmm. And they carried their guy around. And yeah, he was able to finish. And Patrick had an opportunity to finish there. Sky Moore dropped the football. We're going to talk more about yeah. that. But I didn't see the team step up for him. Uh, this defense has been great. But Russell Wilson had a good isn't it, it was his week. Isn't it crazy that like some kid at a preschool in Overland Park was like patient zero and cost the public millions of dollars yeah. because that's that's it's i mean isn't it great the world series isn't it too. crazy there was some snot-nosed kid that gave them up they should here's what i propose mahomes kids they have their own school okay <laughs> like because things like what happened to me yesterday don't happen if these kids are sequestered the way they should be. What happened yesterday? What happened yesterday? I had fucking Chiefs locked into five teasers, bet them oh. live, the whole thing, dude. Oh, wow. It was bad. It was, yeah, it was bad. I'll talk about that. But like so patient zero. Teams. Patient zero. When you really think about the way it made its way to Patrick Mahomes, we can avoid this. They both went to the World Series, though. Yeah, they both went. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. And apparently but, Patrick didn't feel well this week. I, I mean, I don't talk to him this often, yeah. but apparently he didn't feel well this week. That's what I was listening to. And they still to went the to the World Series. And they were still out there at the and, World Series. Well, people are making a big deal about the Texas Rangers game. People don't Kelsey understand how especially. close Kansas City is to Texas. Well, people also don't understand how people will go places on Friday night sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, I think I think Josh go. McCown like was coaching high school football. <laughs> yes. Like for a lot of his I know he's not Patrick Mahomes, but he was. Nobody's making a big deal about that because he's like, oh, what a great guy. He's coaching high school football. But, you know, he, he Mahomes and Kelsey, it could be at home playing Xbox. But yeah. every week they're somewhere really cool. And to their credit, they usually follow through. They usually win. win. It's going to become the new boat trip. I you mean, know, when Odell and them, we talked about yeah. that with Victor Cruz on this show, when they went down to Miami, the bye week before before the playoffs. They're all in the boat in Thames. What about what about Russell? You gotta show him some love. What a week for him! Oh, he rented out the when it's rented out the Waffle House for his for his wife's birthday, yeah, and then you get a great. big win like that. It's pretty great. He was feeling it. I saw him at the podium after the game. He sounded like Russ again. Let's go. I, I mean, he sounded it. like he had an earpiece, <laughs> and he was at the fuck uh, TED talk. <laughs> you know, he was just projecting. He just sounded like Russ. Okay. You can uh, beat the Chiefs, though. I mean, you got to feel great. You got to feel good. In a he, game where it's like, this is only going to showcase the players he had a jersey that on tonight. He had his eye black still perfectly on his face, some Gatorade, some the product placement. Eye black. Anyways, uh, my America's teams, number one, low pressure systems. There is snow on the horizon, guys. And I know we just got a couple dustings this weekend, but just the thought of it got me excited. It's football weather. It started uh, in Colorado with the Air Force Colorado State game. And by the way, Colorado State fans got in trouble because they were throwing snowballs at our service men and women. Well, just the men. But they were throwing snowballs at the Air Force guys on the fucking sideline. And I think that's over the line. Okay? But we were supposed to get snow in Denver. We were supposed to get a... a, Yeah, they can't. Not from down there. You know? So uh, we were supposed to get snow in Denver, and we didn't get it. We just got cold weather but I am ready for some snow. So low pressure systems working their way in to the equation to here. In Denver. We got lied to. I was. I but did a whole promo on CBS about Patrick has a childlike mentality. He can't wait to play in this game yeah. in the snow. And then I go to watch. And I'm like, I'm seeing them running around. Somebody's fired. Part of the reason I bet the Broncos because people ask like how, or part of the reason I bet the Chiefs. I wish I bet the Broncos. But the reason that you know like. People ask snow with totals, with like how you you play, and who's asking me anything? I just lost multiple sectionals yesterday 
you know, fucking restoration hardware, big cart out the out the door. Moment of silence. Okay, so yeah, I so anyways, we're 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 all done with outdoor furniture, Meg, um, at our new house. Like we just don't have a choice. But the snow doesn't affect totals as much as wind. Rain doesn't affect totals as much as wind. But what I do look at is like in a situation with inclement weather or some kind of outside the box factor, I look at the quarterback and the coach. And in this game, I'm looking at, and Russell's obviously borderline Hall of Fame, depending on how you weight his second chapter. Sean Payton, great coach. But I thought Kansas City, if it was snowing, anyways, that ship has sailed. Uh, I was going to put the Denver Broncos in here, Kyle. We'll wait to talk about them in a second. Tennessee Titans, you could put them in there with those beautiful Oilers uniforms. People are making a big deal about the Stolen cream sickles. uniforms, very the American. Kelly Green, very American. Yeah, this is ours. Stolen. Yeah. Stars now. But, but unlike America, litigation actually um, can take down the house of cards, which is that, like, I don't think the Oilers are going to be able to, or the Titans are going to be able to wear these things no. again because somebody served them some papers. So, um, but Tennessee, like getting Will Levis, we'll talk about that deep shots, the whole thing. I mean, it was awesome. like, it was a revelation. Okay. Lastly, Las Vegas for two reasons. Las Vegas Raiders, because Chase Long is playing the Las Vegas Raiders tonight, mm. catching as many points as possible. Mm. Okay. And Las Vegas as a just as an entity really bending me over yesterday. Just like, you know, it made me like it. Like they they just it was sick. It was twisted. I just kept losing. I kept losing. And I'll take you through. I mean, whether it was the under in Atlanta. Uh, Tennessee, I didn't have in the cards that Heineke was going to play. Okay, it's unfair. Levis, I didn't know he was going to play. It's unfair. I didn't know he was going to play so well. It's unfair. The Chiefs thing, Patrick Mahomes had the flu. But what do I do? I go chase with the Bears, Kyle. And I put a ton of money on the Bears. I told you how much money I put wow, on the wow, Bears wow, last wow, night. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, wow. I should have consulted you. I don't know what you would have said. I would have said you're in. You're an idiot. Well, Big Cat was like, <laughs> oh, we're playing loose. I texted him and Ryan Rosillo. At 10 o'clock at night. Will Compton hit me with a parlay that I was like, yeah, I gave him the thumbs up emoji mm -hmm. on it, but I didn't bet it. He mm -hmm. was like, go in on this with me. And I gave him the thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Never I'm with it. you, buddy. He tweeted his receipt. And yeah. I was like, God. I don't know that Big Cat was in it with me, but I was in it as soon as I looked at my total for the day. And Kyle, when I tell you, I was definitely on the wrong side of this bet, but I put a ton on, on the Bears plus 10 and I put like a moderate amount, also a ton on uh, the Bears in a teaser. You were asking how a teaser works. You manipulate the line in two games and both have to hit. So you, you move the line six points for two teams. So Distributed you know, between the two games? So basically, I, I, I took, I took um, the Bears plus 16, okay? And then I rolled it over into tonight and I was gonna take the Lions and a pick them. So like if those two games Got hit, it. You know, you manipulate the lines, you get a little. So I'm thinking, even if the Bears don't cover for some crazy reason, the teaser will hit. And at the end of that game, fucking Matt Eberflus has a chance to go down 16 after that touchdown, and he goes for two. And even whether it was the Mooney touchdown at the beginning, which was a touchdown, nobody touched him, mm -hmm. or the guy dropping the ball in the end zone, or fucking Donald Parham looking like Antonio Gates Huge. for the entirety of the game. Josh Palmer goes down there like, oh, I think we'll throw it to the fucking rookie. Here was the worst thing. At the end of the game, I was still alive for a push. Okay, they're down 16, they're down 17. I'm alive for a push. They go onside kick. How about that onside? I have never seen an onside kick Beautiful. hang around as long as that onside <laughs> kick. Not to mention Matt Eberflus, 
who knows you need two scores to win this game, couple scores, you need multiple scores, right? Kicks the onside kick and then doesn't call timeouts, just lets the game end. You would have had to do that two, three times. So everything went, I mean, right down to, I don't know if you saw the intentional grounding that they didn't call on Justin Herbert. It was just a comedy of errors and I was fucking buried. Now I woke up this morning, I saw my daughter who's four months old on the way out the door and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, this is your college fund. <laughs> and like I said, two weeks ago, I thought I knew everything, but when I walked out the door this morning, I might as well have been that baby. I don't know a fucking thing about the NFL. There's a lot of good community colleges right now. in this area. Do what? Yeah, community. I went to a few months. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders, and the city as a whole, America's teams. All right, let's get in Chiefs Broncos, Kyle. Yes. All right, so like first off, let's talk about the streak, right? Because we're going to start with the team that won the game, right? As much as we're going to talk about Kansas City's problems. This is a happy day for Broncos fans. I mean, this streak was a long time. 2015, Kyle, the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. And I do think the Chiefs are a little bit of a victim of their own dominance inside division because now we're like, oh, what's wrong with the Broncos? You know, like most teams don't have a streak like this to lose, you know, seven years in or whatever it is. So there's that. And Kyle, I looked up our streaks. Kyle, you went 0-5 to start against the Packers. 2-9 career. I went 4-13 career versus Seattle, including seven straight in Seattle and San Francisco. Hmm. So I know what it's like to be on the wrong end of a streak. You know what it's like to be on the wrong end of a streak. And if you listen to the Broncos players and coaches, they tried to make it not seem like it was something that was factoring in. You know, like, because a lot of these players were not there for the entirety of the streak. But for somebody like Justin Simmons or guys that have been there a while, it has to mean something. So congratulations. Justin, they were fired up. They were the two longest tenured Broncos. They'd never beat. Yeah. And for me, it was like when we finally beat Seattle on the road, it was kind of bittersweet because I knew I was getting cut soon. I was like coming off IR and not playing that well. And, you know, like I, 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 there was this moment I remember watching us celebrate on the field and I was like, damn, this is a sick joke. We finally beat them and I'm gone. 2015. Lil Jordan Humphrey was tiny Jordan Humphrey <laughs> in 2015. Like, think of just how much has changed in that in that eight year span. And uh, I just hats off to them. Sean Payton, this was like a dream realized for them. He sounded like Bill Parcells in the uh, in the fucking press conference after the game because this was a Parcells type win. And for Vance Joseph, a guy that was dead, dude, he was dead two three weeks ago. I heard rumors that they were going to fire him before the, the the Chiefs game, okay? And I, I blame this partially on the fact that we were on the river floating in a pumpkin and I didn't get to see that game. I don't know that I would have bet the, the fucking Chiefs. But congratulations to Vance Joseph and those guys. Undertaker.gif for him, he's alive. Um, and more than anything, Kyle, and we'll get to the Chiefs, but like, I felt like this was a, a Seattle Russell Wilson win. I mean, 100%, he, he wasn't asked to throw the ball a million times. Nope. What did he throw the ball, 20 times? All I know is that this is what happened on the offensive side of the Broncos. They carried the ball 40 times for 153 yards. Doesn't matter the outcome of the run. Keep pressing that button. Don't ask Madden. Pick the formation. Call the run. Call it, run it, block it up, and we're going to wear these guys and the, out. And, the, and, that's, and that's Seattle, dude. Like I can't tell you how many times over that streak I went up there and they just stick with the run game. Now, they got a lot of movement because the interior defensive line guys got moved, but more than anything, doubles weren't coming off. Nick Bolton is a big, big issue for them, mm-hmm. and they're not going to have him for a couple more weeks. But it was like, just like in Seattle, 
They just stick with the run game. They get two months. They get turnovers. Three months. Yeah, they get turns uh, two, three. They'll be back for the for the divisional. Oh, really? They'll it's be that back long for the wild card. Well, this is a big issue for them because in the run game against a team like this. Now, granted, they're built to run the ball, stay on doubles, big group. Sean Payton, we talked about personnel, like grabbing guys who are physical in the run game, even if they don't protect well. But the Russell Wilson thing, the reason it reminded me of Seattle was you had the shots that that ended in penalties. Like Snead had a tough day against uh, Sutton. You had Judy, multiple shots in the first half. In fact, I think they're trying to trade him. They tried to get him the ball so many times. (laughs) <laughs> um, but it, it was like one of those games where they just stay with the run. They got their explosives, a lot of them flags, and they also got turnovers. And, and, you know, at one point time possession was 36 to 19. So I think one of the biggest sneaky <laughs> things that Denver did was they took something from the LA game. They went tempo, they got up to the line, they ID'd, uh, the Kansas city defense, they made checks and they, they went accordingly. So. I thought this was a really great game plan from them and, uh, you know, kind of a Sean Payton type win. That's the way he wants to look. And conversely, the Broncos did everything right, but they they did almost everything right. Coming out of the the locker room to start the second half, you talked about the time of possession and stuff. But, I mean, eight and a half minutes draining the clock. The Chiefs had three possessions, excluding the final tick that they had. But they get all the way down the field. They go to kick the field goal. Justin Reed blocks it. Yeah, they didn't catch him for offside. Yep, the the Chiefs are still around. You're still looking over your shoulder yep. if you're the Broncos. We've done all this stuff right the first half. We got it started in the third quarter the right way. We came out of the locker room with the right mindset. Oh, oh my God, they're still around. Well, then you look up six and a half minutes left, and the Chiefs. It's two possession game. Chiefs are driving down the field. Mahomes fourth and two. He says, "Fuck the sticks." Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm going for the score. I was hoping he, he goes to Sky Moore. Sky Moore can't make the catch, man. And I, you know, I, I hate to look back, but you know, Pickens could have been the guy. We do, yeah, we talked about that. At. Yeah, yeah, and that hurts a little bit. And yeah. I mean, they've gotten really lucky with the guys they have drafted, and they've hit on a ton of draft picks in the, with the Chiefs. So I don't want to berate them for that. But Sky Moore, you get an opportunity. This is Mahomes. This could be another fl- uh, flu game. This yeah. is the flu game. Yeah. Go make the catch. Your defense could make a stop, and then. You got Patrick in a two-minute situation. And, and a lot of people are like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? What's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? Listen, like this is the hand that he was dealt this year where he's going to be throwing to Rasheed Rice and MVS and those guys, and like they have to go get Hardman. And week-to-week, week, when you throw the ball, like two weeks ago when they played Denver, it was the second-lowest air yards of attempt of his career. So like Denver playing zone, not blitzing him, making him be patient, you know, that stuff definitely works. But what doesn't work for the Chiefs is – you know, you had multiple issues in plus territory. Even in the first half, your your field position sucked. So you had the long lo, the long punt return midfield, right? You had uh, MVS fumble. You know that could be three points. Sack fumble that could be three points. Muff punt that's seven points, right? Sky Moore dropping the end zone. You mentioned seven points. So they make the plays that they're supposed to make. Nobody's talking about what's wrong with the Chiefs. That's how the Chiefs have tended to win. Yes, exactly. from behind. So I'm not, you know, like some people who are fans of other teams and quarterbacks will say, you're giving Patrick Mahomes more leeway. Well, no shit. (laughs) He's the best guy in the league, Mm -hmm. okay? And Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the history of the game. So I am not worried about them. But the magic wasn't there in the red zone. You You had guys blowing up shovel passes. They run like a speed option counter. They blow that up. Um, Rasheed Rice, another mistake. Like you talk about execution on a screen in the red zone where they end up kicking a field goal, doesn't get a guy blocked. Like just that one little thing. And so I think that's I think that's the story of the game is the execution 
Um, they, 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 you know, in the second half, you look up at one point, 10 minutes ago in the game, uh, Patrick's had seven snaps. Yeah. So, you know, perfect execution by Denver. Take the best of the player game out of plan. the game. Yes. Perfect execution by Denver. I want to shout them out. The, the rushers, Zach Allen's like a baby. JJ the rushers Watt. got after. Yesterday he was. The rushers got after the tackles. Yes. And I'll say this, when the tackles got beat, it was really costly because not only did they get beat and the quarterback got hit, but it was during Pat's throwing motion. Pat took two arm chops during his throw. And as you know, if one of these guys gets hit on the finger, yeah, it's not good. We see Herbert's game affected drastically, at least in terms of pre-snap with the snapping action. Yes. And that's on his offhand. If Patrick gets a finger, yep. fuck. And, and I'll then say, things get real bleak. In I'll say that I want to shout out Benito and Browning, especially Browning, who is a guy I've been in love with. He started as an off-ball linebacker. They moved him on the ball, and he's just like, to me – He's got that Von Miller type quickness. Now, you know, he's working in some speed to power and that sort of thing. He's a little light in the ass, but I love watching those guys rush. So a lot of positives. This for was Denver. his second game back this season. He's got three sacks. It was great. He blew up the shovel pass early. He uh, had the strip sack and he got the final sack on Rush the home and forced the, uh, yep. the deep interception. So the questions coming out of this game. Number one. Do uh, the Chiefs make a move at the deadline for somebody at wide receiver? Number two, is Taylor Swift coming to Germany? Because, <laughs> you know, as you heard Kevin Harlan allude to twice Holy. via the graphic, the, the you know, like the uh, Kelsey's production is cut in I half think, without Taylor Swift I, at the game. I think her tour lines up for when they're out there. So I really hope she so. might be out there. Wow. I really hope so. Now, the, the most important Thank you, question. Thank you, for knowing that. Really good intel. <laughs> her tour lines up? It Really good intel. The, um, the question of going to get a receiver. I know this isn't Brett Veach's style, but like you got to do it. I I don't know who's out there that you can actually afford. It's not like a Mike Evans, but you know, like this is not something you want to play with fire with every week because these are the games that listen. They could still a team built like this with Patrick Mahomes and a defense like this could go thirteen and four, but when you get in the playoffs. If you have one game where you stink it up or somebody has a good game plan. What about Mike Evans? He's too expensive, I, I think. Mean, how, about, how about Antonio Brown? How about, how, about, how about DJ Moore? <laughs> no, they'll never let DJ Moore go. Um, Seriously, who would you go for? I don't know. Who's, who's on what, the block, what, Nolan? So if, depending on what happens tonight, say you're the Raiders, you'd said you didn't want to get rid yeah. of Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. Too expensive, right? How about too. Hunter Renfro? Ren I love Renfro. I love Renfro, and we've tossed that around before because it's like people forgot he exists. Um, the guy can really play, and you know, like I, I think they could use. They have a speed guy, right? Yep. They, he, they could use some possession guys. He'd be a perfect possession guy next to Kelsey. Yeah. You'd yeah. have two people. You'd have to key on key yep. in on it as the defense zone yep. beaters. Yep. Yep. yep, no question, because that's what they're getting. Uh, and anyways, like if we're talking about the teams at the top of the AFC, it's a good time to talk about the Miami Dolphins because. You know, we talk about all the teams at the top of the AFC right now, and if you look at them, there's a bunch of them stacked up with two losses. The Jacksonville Jaguars, by the way, and we'll get to them in a little bit, have as e easy a schedule as any of those teams coming down the stretch. But Miami, with a big in-division win, 31-17, hosting the Patriots. And I thought this was a good spot for the Pats. The backdoor cover was there. Like, it was there multiple times. That moment of truth for them came in the first half, in my opinion, when they're down 10-7. And the Dolphins getting third and 13, third and 14, they set up multiple fourth and shorts. And at that point, like fourth and short is, is automatic for this offense. And so, you know, even in the end zone, they get a PI and a second chance. 
at 17-7, that's not how that game was scripted. And for Mac Jones, throwing another pick, by the way, the Jalen Ramsey effect, throwing to the left side, four of seven, five yards and a pick. Jalen Ramsey is back, um, throwing at him in the red zone. It's like the first time they played, they go at Xavier Howard in the red zone, and, and it's a pick. You know, like, I don't know what that decision is, but Tua is 6-0 and against Bill. Mm. Bill loves Bama guys. I wonder if every time he plays him, he's like, I just got the wrong one. <laughs> um, Mac kind of in this thing, but again, two turnovers. They forced him in the first half. They had opportunities, a pick, a fumble, but just not enough. And I think the interesting thing about the Dolphins is they're playing on offense right now left-handed with a bunch of guys down. Kendall Lamb yesterday, Hunt. Wins on IR. Connor Williams didn't play. A chain's still out. But on defense, they're getting healthier. You know, like Jalen Ramsey's going to come back. Javon Holland's going to be back. You're going to see them on the field at the same time. And getting um, Phillips back a couple weeks ago, I've talked about him as an elite pass rusher. He really helps. He's so, going to be big trouble for the Chiefs next week. In big Germany. trouble. Big, big, big trouble in Little Germany. Yeah. <laughs> big, big trouble in Little Germany. And Phillips. <laughs> Phillips adds a dimension for them. And thank God you know, it's, it's funny. that size, right? They go out and get Chubb, and you're like, oh, he's got to be the guy. But Phillips is the guy. And can the defense get healthy enough and good enough to where they kind of flip a little bit and play complimentary football the other way? Well, the offense at times is struggling because they didn't struggle yesterday, but when you play a top defense with that many guys out, Kansas City this week, I think it's interesting that Kansas City are cat laying two and a half points in Germany. I would have thought – the way the public thinks about things like how can you get that Kansas City game out of your head? Miami is a very public team. Did did the Philly game do so much, you know, that that it, the the script is flipped the way betters are thinking about this game? But Kansas City, I think, is probably favored because of the injuries up front to to Miami, um, and that's really interesting. It's a tough defense to play the Spags defense when mm -hmm. you have injuries up front. So that's going to be an incredible game. Speaking of Week Nine. We've got a morning game that's out of this world. We have an afternoon game that's out of this world. Uh, and then we have a night game that's out of this world. You have Cincy and Buffalo at night. You have Miami and Kansas City in the morning. You got the NFC East bloodbath. That's my gripe. Football. That's my gripe, guys. Football. And I know people enjoy waking up and eating cereal oh, I love and watching it. football. I love it. I, I, I'm in the studio at CBS Sports in Manhattan. At I got to say, the, NFL, the NFL doesn't care about your demo. Boo hoo, Kyle. 8 a.m. is when I start work. It <laughs> yeah. sucks. You know? Yeah, it like, sucks. Uh, you're going to miss no, that No, at 9.30, bro, when you wake up. There isn't a game shit. I want to watch. If you're, not, the if, you, the if you're not working in a studio on Sunday, I love the morning games. Me too. I love elite. waking up. And also, there's the like, if you win a bet in the morning, your Sunday's gonna be great. Yeah. So I gotta so nail this one. Better. I gotta nail this one. Bro, and then you order grub up the night before, bro, so it's already <laughs> on the way when you and wake up. And don't tip. That's my gripe. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, Dolphins, absolutely scary team, and they're right up at the top of the AFC right Tua now. Tua threw a deep ball that was a deep ball yesterday. He did, he did. Tua set up. Set his feet on the fifty and launched a ball into the that end went zone. forty some yards. And yeah. nobody had to slow MVP. down. To yeah, yeah. MVP. And he, he all play action yesterday. Not all. Ton but of he play had action. His highest thirty eight point eight percent. I think he was like thirteen to eighteen. Fourteen to eighteen play, for play one. action. Really yep. one hundred and seventy yards, something like that. He really, he really played well yesterday. You take the pick away and the fumble. Like I'm, I'm taking that away from Mahomes. Yeah. I thought he played well. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Okay, because if you're talking about teams at the top of the AFC, I mentioned Jacksonville. Jacksonville is okay. You come out of the game yesterday, it's sloppy, 20 to 10. They cover the whole thing. 
My takeaway from this game might surprise you. My takeaway is that Jacksonville's really fucking good. Mm -hmm. Do you know why Jacksonville's really good? Number one, they're road warriors. They've won seven straight on the road. They went to London two weeks in a row. They went to New Orleans. They go into Pittsburgh where, where you gotta meet the final boss of home dogs, and that's Mike Tomlin, and they got it done. And they overcame three red zone, gold zone type turnovers um, that were just, you know, Pittsburgh caused them, but they were head, head scratchers. So like to overcome all that in the elements on the road, they've won a bunch of different kinds of times this year, a uh, bun bunch of different ways. Um, I think we got into that spot where they lost to Kansas City and then they got boat raced by Houston and people kind of wrote them off. This team, we said it before the beginning of the season, if you're betting win totals and you want to look at one team that could go five games over their win total, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when you look at their schedule the rest of the way, they, they really, it, it lines up nicely for them to have a shot at home field advantage. So I thought Trevor played well, the bad pick in the end zone. I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. But when you take that out of it and you look at the rest of the game, he did everything he had to do to win this game. They went to Ridley a bunch, seven times in the first half by my count. ETN in the, in the past game, I thought the wheel <laughs> they hit was great. It was a tendency breaker. People talked about that. That's, and maybe if Minka's in the game, that doesn't happen. But the safety undercutting that route, that was it. And so, you know, like going to Ingram at the end of the game, that big drive with nine minutes to go, they get first and 20. So like these are drives you're not supposed to finish. They hit Ingram, they hit Ingram again. Um, I just really liked what I saw from the offense and the defense held up. Josh Allen doesn't get talked about enough as a DPOY type uh, candidate, but he's stacking them up. Six pressures, two sacks yesterday. I think he, when he came out of Kentucky, I just loved his frame mm -hmm. and the physicality that he plays with. When you think about a, a, like a well-rounded player, he's that guy. And Trayvon Walker had a sack. So Jacksonville looked really good. And I thought Pittsburgh's defense stood up all day. You know, Quan forced fumble, uh, kept him in the game. Huge pick in the end zone. Tank Bigsby fumble. They got a stop on third and two in the red zone. TJ Watt, huge sack with 10 minutes to go. Like that, these are the plays that you have to make. And they made them all. They just couldn't pull it out. We'll talk about the offense in a second. <laughs> but I thought the defense played great. It's easy to blame Matt Canada, right? Every week, it's, it's just Matt Canada's fault. How about fucking executing, okay? Matt Canada schemed that ball up to Deontay Johnson the first couple plays of the game. Right. It would have had you in plus territory at the 40. Okay, Deontay Johnson slipping out of his route or slipping in the end zone or Kenny Pickett missing that throw is not on Matt Canada. Mm -hmm. So the run game sucks. I'd like to see more Warren. I'd like to see more Austin. They got him involved at the end of the half. The end of the half field goal stuff, that's a killer. What happened to Najee Harris? I don't know what, ha I don't Football. think anything happened to him. Football happened. I just don't think, I, I don't see him as a guy, like when you have a big hole, he's not gonna hit it fast. When you have a small hole, I don't know that he's 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 the type of guy that's so I like do I like Najee Harris? Yeah, I like him, but he's definitely not the right fit for this kind of offense, in my yeah. opinion. And you know, like I, I do think they get an injection when Warren comes in the game. And with uh with Pickett being, you know, not perfectly in sync with his group on the outside and then obviously coming out of the game, I see Trubisky come in. Every time he comes in, he injects a little bit of life into this offense. He really does. If you watch his appearances, he comes in, hits the checkdowns, takes what the defense gives him, but then he gets a little bit of confidence, and then he and throws he wants the picks. to throw the ball. He wants to throw the ball down the field. <laughs> yeah. He wants to throw the ball down the yeah. field. And you He's can't like me gambling. Him. You can't blame him. It's Chase. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Chase to him. He's got a little chase but to he's him. He's got Moxie. I mean, when he comes in, people are like, "Oh, here's the offense." Well, and then it's like, "Whoa." Well, here's the deal. And I saw him throw the ball across his body, rolling left, <laughs> and you know it worked out and that sort of thing. You know, he he does have Moxie. If he has to play this Thursday, he's got a little bit of athletic ability. I'd get some QB run game involved in the conversation. They say Mike Tomlin says the door is ajar. For Kenny Pickett to walk through it. Now, I don't know if that's a challenge to Kenny Pickett. Like, how tough are you? Because there's no structural damage. When you say that early in the week, it kind of puts it on the player. Mm-hmm. Um, and Perfect yeah. terminology. You know, so that's right. really, I didn't realize that he said that. Yeah. That's something. That's something. That's I mean, not, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. And, you know, you'd think you would play Tennessee a little bit in the, you know, the, the press conference game where you're like, I'm not sure who's going to start, but like, Tomlin's like, I, I think he could start. Yeah. Now, it's still not a sure thing, and maybe they're they're throwing off the scent a little bit, but he got blasted. Um, and he's a tough kid. Uh, I, I think if he could have come back in, he would have, but you end up dealing with the hand you're dealt. That's why I don't want to put the, ball, the, the blame on Matt Canada in this instance. I think it's all about execution for them. That was Jaguar, the Jaguars' sixth win in the last seven trips to Pittsburgh. Dude, this is a surprise. They're, they're the trend is that, breaker. Is that a reflection of Trevor Lawrence and the leadership in the in the locker room, Chris, or is that a reflection of their head guy? Uh, I think it's a reflection of the head guy. Now, I don't know that all seven of them haven't been Doug, but just the way they 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 play, I think it, Doug's fingerprints are all over his team. I do. And one thing that that Doug's fingerprints, like if you look at Doug's DNA. Where he came from, he came from Philly, and our Super Bowl run, you know, you guys had to prepare for us the year after. Like we were seven deep rushing. Like there's guys coming off the bench that like can really rush. And in in Jacksonville, there's one guy you're afraid of, like one guy. Okay, and I don't mean to discount the other guys, but like if you're serious about making a run, it's not a death sentence for Trayvon Walker to go get a third rusher or a second rusher. Like let this kid develop. But right now, you know, what, the Hutchinson thing, I'm sure they're already salty about it, mm-hmm. okay? Sometimes coaches and GMs don't want to admit when they're wrong by making a move, right. especially this early. But what's more important, Trayvon's development or are you trying to win a Super Bowl this year? You know, I would go, I would go snag somebody. We've said that. Speaking of, of, of another team that could use a little bit more pass rush, San Francisco 49ers, and I cannot believe mm. we're saying this, yeah. um, but, but, but they – but they could, and I, I want to make this about Cincy first off. I mean, that's what it was all about, Cincy. It's the best bit in sports. Oh, we're bad. <laughs> but not for me. Not for, call an ambulance, <laughs> but not for Joe Burrow. <laughs> They're playing possum with the best of them, Kyle. I will never get fooled again by this team in the first month of the season. Now, this is a good matchup for them because if you look at San Francisco, we were talking about this earlier. If your third receiver is better than the third corner, that's a big advantage for you. And I think San Francisco – having the guys that that they have in the secondary right now and not playing up to it and not rushing very well like it's a it's a it was a it was a recipe for disaster and like right off the bat burrow threw 19 straight completions okay that happened basically yesterday to the bears thank you very much i saw that and the eagles secondary okay so like you talk about a beleaguered secondary with their eight eighth combo and then you've got the bears who are the bears okay but but the San Francisco 49ers, this team that, you know, for a while we just thought like defense, 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 giving up that many easy completions, it's a lot of different things. Number one, I think Joe Burrow can now drive the ball. 
So like he's healthier, he oh, can yeah. extend plays. You saw more balls outside the numbers. Like when you look at his his passing chart now, we complained about this earlier in the season, those deep outs, the things he really excels at. But as the down goes on, and if nobody but Nick Bosa's winning, and Nick Bosa was winning, he had nine pressures in the first half, so I don't want to hear this, he ain't worth the money, all that stuff. Like I, I've been a rusher that made a lot of money before, not as much as him. And I know sometimes when people jump on those numbers, but he had nine pressures, eight of nine, on uh, Orlando in the first half. Somebody else has to win. And when nobody else wins and you sit in that soft zone, as time goes on with Joe Burrow back there in the pocket, he is really good at fucking with people's eyes. I didn't realize he had and looking, on Orlando. Yeah, Ooh. and looking people off and playing that high-low game with Mixon in the flat and somebody in the middle of the field at the intermediate level. He did that really well yesterday. And as downs get extended because the pass rush isn't there, He's going to pick you apart. Look. And they ran the ball. They ran the ball. I thought it was a great game you. plan. Thank you. Trap. Fucking use their, their, they, they uh, their aggressiveness the against them. They shotgun everything. Yeah. Going into week six. And we talked about it here. They were like 92% yeah. from shotgun, which led the league. It was disgusting. If you're an offensive lineman, you kind of like it because you spread them out and you get less guys in the box. But at the same time, you want to be able to pin your ears back and go block That's fuckers. Right. That's why you get a guy like Orlando uh, Brown because – you want him to be able to put his feet in the ground and put those big old hips on somebody in the double teams. And that's what they did. They allowed Joe Mixon to get out of the dot, mm -hmm. which I thought was really beneficial to his style. Because when we see him out of the gun, what, what's the first step you have to do as a running back when you're in the gun, Chris? Almost sidestep mm -hmm. to go get the ball. Nothing's and, downhill. Instead of saying, get in your stance and get ready to sprint at the beer. That's the why I like the gap. pistol. <laughs> the pistol's great. Yeah. The pistol's great, but that's an even further run. Yeah. They probably had to do it those first Imagine five the same weeks, distance Burrow's run, leg. but closer. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it might have been health related. And I don't know, looking at the shotgun under center splits yesterday, how much it changed. But they give him an opportunity <laughs> to run downhill. He's going to do it. They ask questions about the run game, and I think there's your solution right there. Let Joe Mixon be aggressive. Let the offensive line find a rhythm. But then, to your point, I mean, Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. Yeah, we thought they were dead. We thought he was cooked. His calf was cooked. He was healthy. He was scrambling. He was extending plays with his legs. And not just doing so out of panic or fear, but out of creativity to get the play extended exactly. and to let his better receivers go make plays on the football. Exactly. Which is what we've seen Kansas City do for years. Yeah. But they don't have the guys to go make plays. And 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 since he has the guys, if the offensive line can protect, and I thought like all things considered, they did a good job yesterday. But I look at this San Francisco defensive line and you know, like like I said earlier, somebody has to win, all that stuff. We could put it all on the defense. I put it on the whole team, man. You know, like it's so easy in sports media to boil something down to one thing and try to make that your hot take. But this is an, a, a football team that for years now has enjoyed complimentary football. And I don't think either side of the ball knew how good they had it, right? Like the defense didn't know how good they had it. Long sustained drives, scoring, leads. The offense didn't know how good they had it because the defense was humming. Now you've got holes in the back end, the pass rush isn't getting home, and offensively you have injuries. So if it's Debo Samuel, the middle of the field's gonna be tougher. If it's Trent Williams, we talked about this, Kyle. Trent Williams in the run game for them, like everything starts with being able to get on edges, on the perimeter, get people moving sideways. If you take that away, that's no bueno. And then in the pass rush, like he he's he's missed. I mean, like Purdy, Purdy right now, I don't He's making mistakes in the fourth quarter of games. He's making mistakes, whether it's 17-7 throwing that pick. After as much as the Bengals jumped you at home, you have an opportunity late in that game. You throw a pick, 17-7. You get the ball back. 
I can't remember which one came first, but at the end of the third, you're in the red zone, or the beginning of the fourth, you're in the red zone, and you, you, you don't give on a handoff that's a walk-in touchdown, then you throw another pick on the same play. So the mistakes compound, and he's made these mistakes, whether the mistakes last two weeks, I don't know where he's throwing those balls against Minnesota, against Cleveland, making mistakes late in that game. So, you know, when a couple of weeks ago, y'all wanted to burn me at stake, because I said, hey, Purdy's a good quarterback, I like him, but I'm not ready to put him in that elite category. Certainly not the elite category, but I'm not putting him in the top eight, you know, just off of everything he's done so far, and he's been really good. Quarterbacks are entitled to bad spells, but when the bad spells um, coincide with a difference, in, with a big change in personnel, like I look at it as like a, a really good quarterback can overcome some of this stuff, and I think some of it, the concussion definitely factored in. He hit his mm. head hard yesterday yeah. and grabbed his head afterwards. He should have been out. He should have been out Where's of that game. Where's the UNC? I don't know. Where's the UNC, bro? I don't know. We had we talked about this ad nauseum, didn't what we? What is that acronym for? It's the uh, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. That's really good, Kyle. And they're available at all times. They're supposed to be Truman Show, eye in the sky. They're and not. I mean, it's clear it's fucking prime time. The quarterback, the guy who was just concussed this past week, goes down whiplash hits the back of his head grabs his helmet clear indicator that yeah. there was, tra there was uh, a trauma on the play yeah. get him out yeah well, where, are you, where, where are you ed harris you know yeah. like you talk about the truman show ed harris <laughs> let jim carrey get out the ed harris in the bay he's he's watching purdy he's not he's not watching purdy. but even but even more for player safety like shouldn't it not be allowed that only on Saturday he was cleared. That's what I'm saying. It was like questionable, how, but a I'm gonna close. let it pass that he played. I'm gonna trust that they it, went through the right exactly. to get him there, Nate. So like how does but how does he get cleared on Saturday? And then hey, we can let you I never play. had a concussion. I don't know how this works. But he did it again. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. He hit his head again. He re-aggravated yeah. America saw it. But the UNC, the one guy getting paid and to see it doesn't an see an exorbitant it. amount of money didn't see it. Yeah, no, no. I don't know how much they're making. It might be exorbitant, but law Here's the thing. He's a the, he's a neuro he's a yeah. neuro fucking those doctor. neuro guys make a lot of money. Fuck. So they they lost the NFC West lead. Okay, that's a big deal. Um and then San Francisco interesting trend 13 and 19 in October games with Shanahan since 2017. So maybe maybe a trend that like I can't explain but something that they turn the page here. Listen, I'm not going to do the overreaction thing where 3 weeks ago we thought they were the Super Bowl favorite after they beat Dallas. Like, and now we're just saying they're trash. They're not trash. That same team's in there. But they, I didn't realize how much they needed all their pieces. Mm -hmm. And they just got to get healthy. They still have better odds than the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. That's pretty interesting. That's wild to me. Mm. Speaking of the Eagles. Actually, let's hear a message from our sponsor. Oh, yeah. Fuck, oh, wow. I can't forget the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the all-in-one app for spending, sending, and setting easy-to-track savings goals with multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. Whether I need to send money to my golf buddies, I don't have any, send a cash app, pay out to the Greenlight locals, or settle a bet, uh, I can always count on cash app. Uh, with security boosts, discounts, a free-to-order debit card and overdraft fees, cash app is like a BFF for your money. Cash app, the exclusive financial services partner of Greenlight. Download it in the App Store or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance app in the US App Store. Guys, another ad read for Adderall. With Adderall, I can do every ad read seamlessly. Anyways, Eagles. Talk about the Eagles. You like it. 
You're an Eagles guy. Why don't you tell me what you thought about the Eagles record breaking AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts just chucking the fucking ball over the Kyle. place like he's playing in my Madden franchise? Kyle, I'm tired. Can we stop with the Limping Jalen? All Can around? we stop with the Jalen Hurts is is mid talk? He's okay. not mid, but he's hurt. He's hurt. He's obviously hurt. Okay. But I'll start this. Like the commanders are that team in division for them that every time you play them is just gonna be a motherfucker. Dog like, fight. The sample size is big enough now that I just know when they play the commanders. Hold on to your ass if you're betting the Eagles or if you're pulling for the Eagles because this game's going to be tight. They're like big 12 games, whether it was Heineke in primetime last year or Howell earlier this year or now this game. But here's the interesting thing. And by the way, offensive line reshuffle for Washington. They actually played pretty well on the surface. Chris Paul went from center to guard. Chris Paul should be a guard. Okay. 100%. He's and he has a brother, Cliff, that should be maybe the other guard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was a basketball joke for anybody listening. State Farm. Tyler Larson. It was layers, bro. Tyler Larson stepped up at center with Nick Gates out. But, like, here's the thing. I want to say this first. Eric Bieniemy, who's – it's been this big mystery. Like, is he head coaching material? Like, what was his effect in, in Kansas City, the whole thing? I think he had an effect. Yeah. I, I think, like, we thought Washington a month in the season, we're like, oh, the screen game's really good. Like, this is a Bieniemy thing. He brought it from Kansas City. He might have also brought some wrinkles that he used to get after the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And then in week in week, whatever it was, the first time they played the commies. And then again, so like I don't want to understate Eric Bieniemy's effect on this offense. There is only one guy who's the common denominator between the three times the Eagles have gotten torched the most through the air in the past six, seven months or whatever it is, if you include the the Super Bowl. So Tyler Larson stepped up at center with Nick Gates out, but like Here's the thing. I want to say this first. Eric Bieniemy, who's it's been this big mystery. Like, is he head coaching material? Like, what was his effect in in Kansas City? The whole thing. I think he had an effect. Yeah. I, I think like we thought Washington a month in the season. We're like, oh, the screen game's really good. Like, this is a Bieniemy thing. He brought it from Kansas City. He might have also brought some wrinkles that he used to get after the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And then in week, in week whatever it was, the first time they played the commies. And then again, so like, I don't want to understate Eric Bieniemy's effect on this offense. There is only one guy who's the common denominator between the three times the Eagles have gotten torched the most through the air in the past six, seven months or whatever it is, if you include the, the Super Bowl. So I want to say that, like give Eric Bieniemy his props. I want to give Sam Howell his props. He threw the ball all over the yard. But I will say this. If you're going to talk about the Eagles pass rush, and I'm a little sensitive to this because I am a pass rusher. People are like, oh, they didn't get home until Hassan Reddick got home on fourth and five, really. By the way, Hassan Reddick. Gotta have it. He's by by the it. way, Hassan Reddick, go chart it. Every time the Eagles need a big rush, he's the clutch guy. And I appreciate that so much um, because that's the kind of guy you need when you're trying to win championships, you need a guy who has that clutch gene who knows when to make a play. And he can be your best guy or he can be just a guy that steps up in big situations. For the Steelers, it's TJ Watt. Yeah, for, for, the, for the Eagles, it's Hassan Reddick. Yeah. And it happens to be for those two teams, it's your best rusher. So I just think, you know, um, I want to give him his props. But, but how? And I want, I want, to, I, I want you guys- Number two fantasy quarterback. I want you guys to listen closely to this. Kyle, I haven't set my lineup in weeks. Okay? He is. Sam Howell, the first time they played, 295 to throw. We talked a lot about he made a lot of heroic throws with guys draped on his, bra on his back. I saw the touchdown with Milton Williams draped on his back, the whole thing. 
and people were talking about the Eagles hit them. They didn't get home. That's valid. When you got three seconds to throw the ball, that's different. His time to throw yesterday was 2-4. So more than a half second, he has expedited that process by. And that's, that's not a winning formula for a, a defensive line. Now, the Eagles secondary is the eighth combination on the year. But to start the game, I thought especially, their EPA was down at the bottom defensively when it came to first down yesterday, early downs, okay? But to start the game, this was what the commanders did, their first seven first downs, and not in order. Touchdown, first down, second and three, second and one, second and one, second and five, second and five. Those are the first seven first downs. So that's, that's a problem. And you talk about the quick game, talk about the Washington run offense. You can get your run game going through the air. They, they got the ball out quick. And on third down, because of some of those distances, they were pretty good. And the, you know that's a team that's 31st in the NFL coming in on third down. So Powell played great. The Blankenship pick was the one play. You know, it's like a Big 12 type of game where all it took was one stop and you knew the whole thing mm-hmm. would, would, would change from there. And the Blankenship pick was that. So big for them. <coughs> um, we'll build from here. We. I mean, how great and underrated is A.J. Brown? Dude. Like, well, you ask people who the best receivers are. They barely mention him in the top three to four. Like, even when you ask other receivers, I don't know what it is if they're just jealous of his, like, physical prowess and they kind of look at it like, well, he's not a route runner. Or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's not this Jerry Rice guy. But what he is is a fucking problem. That one-handed catch in the oh end zone. Oh, my goodness. It's just bully ball with him. He reminds me of young Julio Jones and how great was it to see Julio, Julio Jones. Catch a touchdown. Like, how I saw your boy Lane. Lane yeah. looks so Everybody happy. Everybody was yeah. so excited for Julio Jones. He was when he cheesing, that man. And, and, and good for him. You know, I'd like to see him get a ring. What a, what a goat he was. I am a little worried about the Jalen Carter back injury. He's a big piece for them. On he's a big piece for my wallet if, he, if, he, yeah. if he's out for an extended period of time. What's Defense the deal with that? Year, yeah. yeah. He he was injured before the game started and then, you know, it was obviously ineffective in the first half and then what they the, took him out in the third. What do the odds look like right now? Can you look he that up? He was the favorite going into the weekend at minus 120 because I have the same bet. And what, okay, now? I don't know. Hasn't okay, I hope not. But I will say this. Again, when we're praising Jalen Hurts, don't forget this part. Whenever the Eagles have needed a big drive to win a game, to ice a game, he's gotten it. And that one came uh 75 yards seven minutes to open the fourth uh in a situation where you had to have it i, I love jalen hurts um you know he's not the best quarterback in the league but he is one of them and the uh and and he's one of the toughest because he has hobbled the bad from this game i want to see the run game get going um nate's gonna look at nate's costume he's crossing behind him. <laughs> The bad from this game, I want to see the run game get going. They didn't really commit to it. Um, they had the two low red turnovers, Gainwell fumble and the tush push fumble. Ooh. You know, like you got to fix that. But more than anything, I think Philly fans will agree with me when I say we need to be better at the halfback position in the red zone. So whether it's they don't like Swift in the red zone or Gainwell gives them something at this point, it's run its course. Howie's not done. Now, I think he goes and gets a slot guy. But does he go get like a Dalvin Cook, a guy who's rotting in New York and probably would be the the appropriately priced guy to go grab at the deadline for the red zone and for these short yardage situations? We got a brotherly sweep in the red zone. That was a lot of fun. Oh, that was really a cool play. But do not forget that they added Jay Ajay our Super Bowl year at the deadline. Howie looks back at stuff like that and says, I got to do the same thing. Maybe they'll add another back. 
Do you think that uh, sweep had anything to do with Jalen's injury? Like if he couldn't push off That's his interesting. leg? That's interesting, yeah. And they, they like knew they could get it, but they wanted to add yeah. this. They knew, you know, throw the... It's just amazing. In. I watched last night and Bajent trying to do the tush push. It's just like a, a whole different animal. <laughs> it's like any any time I watch... People have to realize like that whole being able to squat five, six hundred pounds. It's real. Is, it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like pushing the sled. What's his payload? <laughs> What's Jalen Hurts? Dodge Ram. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They should do an Eagles offensive line commercial for like Dodge Ram. They're just like I on a mountaintop, and yeah. it's like the four of them, mm -hmm. five of them just running along. Yeah. You don't need the Eagles O line to have a payload like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get yourself right. a Dodge. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Rams, Cowboys, because we're looking ahead to the Eagles' big, big game this week with Dallas. By the way, of Dallas, a bye at Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco at Dallas. This weekend is burn the ships for the Eagles. It's play balls out. It's play Jalen Hurts. It's run Jalen Hurts and then get healthy over the bye. Okay, the Cowboys, 43-20, took care of business against the Rams. Textbook Dallas curb stomping. I mean – they're dialed. But this is what they do, Kyle. I know they can do this. But this is the way that the football gods want it to be, Chris. We got Philly Cowboys next week. I yeah. mean, people want to see a Phillies team or a Philadelphia Eagles team that yeah. people think is better. Don't bring up the Phillies, geez. A Philadelphia Eagles team that people think is better and a Cowboys team that nobody believes in. Show me the team that nobody believes in dominating the week before a big matchup, and you've got such a hyped-up game. Well, I can't wait to get ready for this. I'm one. looking. This is from Action Network. I'm going to look at the um, – the signals for uh for this coming weekend while you're looking for that with the I eagles talk a go ahead about do this it game yeah. uh one thing that i thought was really awesome uh deron bland we're going to talk about him later in the mentions um but he's got three pick sixes this yes year, most by a cowboy ever leads yeah. the national football league the defense showed up in a big way micah parsons seven pressures in under two and a half seconds he had eight pressures total but two and a half seconds under that being able to pressure the quarterback that's God tier rushing. <laughs> CD Lamb, 12 catches, 158, two touchdowns. I just think that that Dak and CD Lamb combination is really, really underappreciated in the NFL. And there's so many guys that we look Especially to. Especially at say, home. Man, they're awesome. But yes, the Cowboys in general at home, that's why they're number one on the America's team in my list. And I love it. And I hope Matt Stafford's okay. And uh, man, the Rams, Kyle, Rams how, didn't look too hot. How quick is that for an old lineman to like when you're giving up a sack it's this. or giving okay. up a pressure? Uh, white eighty, white eighty, said pressure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Like, <laughs> and and it makes it like listen, like you can do things Seven to times. him. You can do things to him when Seven he's lined times. up on the edge to take more time. You're further away from yeah. the ball. It's chip. easier chip guys that sort of thing. Yeah. When he's a floater oh. and he gets on the center. And the way he actually can run the hoop inside is incredible because that's a tighter hoop. Mm -hmm. Like he almost uses those lesser athletes to slingshot him into the quarterback. He hooks that arm and he can run his feet in that tight hoop as good as anybody. And he went up and down the line and did it. He did it against the center. He did it against the guard. So I think like this is a tailor-made beatdown spot, right? You know, like at one point they scored 19 points in under three minutes. Like this is Cowboys football against a lesser opponent and that's not taking anything away from them. this is what they do if you're not ready to play the cowboys you can't protect you know you you turn the ball over you're gonna get boat raced or you can't and, cover and huh or you, you can't, can't cover. cover like the the linebackers for the rams on the first drive they're in a blender mm -hmm. like so they they had great play calls cd lamb whoever he was lined up against i mean but there was a moment where you thought 
It's 10-3. The Rams get the ball back. Man, Dallas is having some protection problems because they were the first drive. They got like three sacks, one of them negated by a penalty. Um, the Rams are in this if they can score. And then before you can blink, you get the, the pick six, the choice route, which I still don't know if somebody made the wrong choice or if Stafford just sailed it. Um, then you get special teams, the block punt, and the Turpin return. It was like every way over that three-minute span, they could beat you, they beat you. And then from there, it's like, like I said, it's like having Rampage Jackson on top of you. Is mm. that like it's that's how it feels when you're down to the Cowboys and they roll like this. The concerns, okay, clean up the red zone and interception. Okay, like red zone's been kind of an issue for them. And I also think like going to a shorter passing game, because they have, makes them earn things more than they did like a year ago. So, you know, they've got to be better in the red zone in general, but like build on that. And then you gave up some sacks on the first drive. If I'm Philly, I'm looking at this and saying, okay, I feel good about our edges depending on who's healthy, who's up, who's down. But even if even if they're healthy, you know, there are some matchups we can win. And I think Dak's best off platform. You know, I think he's really good in the pocket, but I know, I know you're trying platform. to do more timing stuff, but like don't lose sight of the fact that I, I love seeing Dak roll right and extend a play and throw the ball on the run like different levels he can he can split the field up vertically exactly and so don't lose sight of that if you're the cowboys for the rams do you sell now because matt stafford's hurt there was a social i put out about a year ago where i said the rams aren't players this year okay i think mcveigh's a great coach i got a lot of respect for stafford i was worried about stafford's health but obviously, he's looked pretty healthy. Now, that time has come where he's hurt. You're not winning as much as you thought you might if you're a Rams fan. I mean, like, the defense, pretty average. The offense got some real holes. Um, Jalen Ramsey, you shipped him. You didn't get a lot for him. It was kind of a contract kind of thing. I, I floated Aaron Donald, okay? And this is with the utmost respect to Aaron Donald. He's one of the people I respect the most. He's a personal friend. He's somebody who I was very happy for to get a Super Bowl. I was pulling for him. Even though I'm a St. Louis Ram and people in St. Louis have Super Bowl parties with the game turned off. Like that's how much they hate LA. And you know, when people say, why aren't you a big Rams fan? It's probably because I wasn't an LA Ram. I was a St. Louis Ram. But for Aaron Donald, who's like a franchise guy, he's been there 10 years. It's a tough decision to make, but it's one that I think you should make. Um, I, I think sending him to a contender, giving him a chance to handpick his destination and getting something for him would be wise. Where, um, where I'll say it again. I be? said it last year. People killed me for it. Um, but one of the trades happened. The next one could happen. And I think the timing of the Stafford injury has, has to make you think about being sellers. What, what, what do you think would be the best spot? Like, what, what do you think? Like, Hey, like I can see this, this happening. Well, we just talked right about now. Dallas. Uh, nice long Buffalo, nice Ooh. long hug with with uh, with Dak after the game. Pittsburgh, he's from Pittsburgh. Um, we you mentioned know, Jacksonville could use D line. Jacksonville, oh, wow. Yeah. There's there there are teams out there, and I'm sure I haven't listed them all, but like, I know it's a tough decision. I know the guy is one of your favorite players if you're a Rams fan, but these things happen where a franchise is going in a different direction. And you know it's almost unfair to that player to to play out the twilight of their career. And I don't think he's in the twilight, by the way. Sure. He beat Zach Martin for a sack yesterday. But like, you know, how far off are you for the Rams? I don't know. And that's a decision they have to make. So 
Um, I will say this, I will show my ass if they do trade him because <laughs> the messages and the replies under that were so, if I gave a shit, they'd be hurt, hurtful. <laughs> Damn. okay uh, like <laughs> these la rams fans like they just want to slander me because i don't agree with them on something but in this situation i don't think it's out of the question um how okay you, how do you feel are you are you if you're if you're the cowboys coming off such a good game because they've had trouble stringing two really good games together are you really confident going into this eagles game or are you is there some doubt in the back of your mind i'm confident you, you got to feel confident i mean it's so you know how hard it is to win in this league. Now, you know how Jay, hard it is to win the way they won. Yeah, I mean it's even harder. Now, so. now the Eagles, Gardner Minshew, damn near beat them in Dallas last year. I think I don't know if they won that game or it was close, but it was a shootout. So like, if I'm the Eagles, I feel really good about the matchup. I think the secondary you have a whole week now. It, the Eagles weren't on the same page in the secondary. That touchdown, third drive of the game. You know, I think um, I, th I think dude thought he had safety help. And you know somebody just passed something off wrong. Like these are the things that are going to happen as you, even if you get better with Bayard, it's it's your first week. So like, how much can they get done in the secondary and get on the same page this week coming up with uh, Dallas? Um, and I, I got to mention this because we're talking about all the NFC elites. Let's not forget Seattle. Okay, like this was a gut check game for them. Uh, is one of the few bets I won yesterday. I just thought the Seahawks in this spot at home, PJ Walker, the whole thing. It was a lock for me. I just, I felt like this was a Seattle spot and they jumped these guys early. And to that point, I, I don't know who Cleveland's defense is. Like, you know, like we, we threw around like Baltimore from 2000. We threw around some of these numbers that they're, we got excited. They were, we got excited, you know, like we jumping out of the gym a little bit. Okay. If they want to win a title, Cleveland, they have to do it on defense. And so that's all I'll say about Cleveland is like, who is that defense? You can't pick a half to start playing great and give up a bunch of points in the first half. I thought Geno was teetering on having a game with two picks where all of a sudden he turned into a pumpkin. You know, because this Cinderella story, there's been these, these, these signals over the last month where it's like maybe he's come back down to earth. And I saw an interesting interview with Carissa Thompson, I think it was, and it was Geno and one thing he said that stuck out to me was i've always had negative self-talk you know i think part of that can be when you're a player in the league and you get drafted by you know the jets or something everything that happened to you there along the way it gets in your head you start to it, believe the things that are said about i'm you. i'm very cynical as a person because of my time with the rams now that was more of a team thing but there was definitely some like you know early in my career some people said some shit, but like also the rams like we just sucked so the rest of my life, I'm wearing that. You know, when I walk into a room and, and there are two outcomes, I'm probably gonna think the bad one's gonna happen. And for Gino as an individual player, he said it outright, like I haven't been confident. And Pete Carroll breathed this confidence into me and he's the perfect guy for it. But that guy is in there that is susceptible to if he has a month of bad run, he feels like that, that kid again. And I thought this was such a turning point for him to be able to drive them down the field and to be able to put this game away, it was enormous for the Seahawks and for him, but also starting the game. And this is the why I'm this is why I'm in on Geno and the Seahawks. Like that third and 12, I think it was, to lock it in the corner of the end zone where he's pressured. He has to step up, throw the ball off platform. Just a fucking beautiful dart in the corner of the end zone 
that maybe three guys in the NFL can make that throw. Um, he makes those throws a lot. So I'm a big Geno fan. I'm pulling for this team. JSN. He's done I, well in two minute historically, <clears throat> yeah. Gino. And I, and I think there is something to be said for what you're talking about, the, the self-doubt stuff. I mean, when you're in a moment where there's a pause in the action and you're thinking about it, I'm saying, man, the next third down, am I going to be able to get my hands on this three technique, yeah. yada, yada, yada. I can imagine for a quarterback, it's the same thing. But then you get an opportunity to go down there and win the football game. Four or five on the And drive. he goes down four or five on the drive. Um, and I think that there's something to be said for a two-minute not being able to think, not having the time to yeah. fucking think. And I yeah. think Gino finds a way to just let his arm talent speak. No question. And then on the touchdown to JSN with the DK block down at the goal line, a little rub after the route. Um, DK was holding him. Yeah. No question. It was a hold. Do you but, think that has anything? But I picked the Seahawks, yeah. so I'm glad they didn't call it. Do you think like situational awareness has a lot to do with coaching and Pete Carroll? And like, just like, just if you hammer that all the time in practice, it, it's something where someone like Gino looking so comfortable, it's probably. I think it's, I think it's the, the right coaching, you know, the Good players around him. Around. I mean, like Schneider's done a great job. They've done a great job, Seahawks by the way, on defense. Mafe, he's, he's gotten a lot of layup sacks, but he also is creating pressure. Um, they, they've got young guys that, that are coming along. It's a good team and that can make you confident too. But I will say this, they were in that same position at the end of the game against Seattle a couple weeks ago in the red zone and the door just kept getting shut on them. They needed to score that touchdown. Seattle uh, was in that same position against, against, against Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Sorry. Who did I say? They were in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, they were, they were, they were, yeah, they, they were in the same situation against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago where they just got the door slammed on them a few times in the red zone and to come down there and not have to take it to overtime to get that touchdown, that was big. So hats off to Seattle and now they are leading the NFC West. So like you want to talk about a team, I talk about Detroit, like because of the way they are, I think they have to host playoff games to make a run. Seattle, 12th man, you know, to go up there to that field in January and win is tough. So San Francisco lost Seattle once, so and yeah, now yeah. Seattle takes lone yeah. half a game. Half yeah. a game. That's, that's my long shot. Um, that's a tough fucking place to play. It is oh, tough, dude. No. That's my. That was my long shot Super Bowl game preview yesterday. Seattle versus Cleveland. Seattle, Cleveland. That's it's long looking shots. like a long shot for Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Jeez. I mean, I heard you say that yesterday. I, that was a big matchup. It was a big matchup for for Seattle, and they came out on top. And it wasn't perfect, but good for them. Um. Atlanta, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. This was supposed to be the rock fight of all rock fights. Uh -huh. And then two things happened. First thing that happened was Star Will Levis. Born. Second thing that happened was Taylor Heineke. We'll start with Tennessee. It is such a hard situation to be in right now as a Tennessee Titan and as Mike Vrabel and as Rand Carthen, who I think we're going to learn a lot about. Do you sell? You know, because coming into the weekend, we talked a lot about Derrick Henry. And they said, we're not trading Derrick Henry. They used him on Sunday. You know, like we said, if they were going to trade him, they were going to probably sit him down. Spears would get a bunch of carries. It didn't look like they were going to trade him on Sunday. Now, winning this game doesn't mean that they're not going to trade. Winning this game doesn't mean that they're not going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. But as a player coming out of that game, there was a moment where they had Atlanta backed up in the first half. And it was so fucking loud. And guys were so hyped. <laughs> It gave me chills, yeah. dude. I, it, it felt like the that moment when a team's like, oh, I believe. And the Levis thing had a lot to do with it. But it, you start to feel like, oh, I'm not doing this for nothing, right? Like, I'm on, I'm on, you, you're going to play hard. But like, oh, we got a shot. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a shot in the arm. And 
I think it's interesting if you're Vrabel and Carthen, you have to make a decision to either rob these guys of a calendar year of football and an opportunity to compete mm. or or stick with it and live with those results. And I don't think they're a great team, but it's tough decision. I can't make it. I, I, I don't have a take uh, because I'm a player and I'm biased towards like, if I feel like we have a chance to win, I, I want to buy and I want to stay the way we are. I don't think they're going to buy, but they could be selling. And the Levis thing, here's what's funny about the Levis thing, okay? <laughs> this guy's actually been slighted. There's a lot of people in the NFL who are like, I was slighted, and you weren't slighted. Like, no. shut the fuck up. Will Levis was slighted. I mean, he had that Aaron Rodgers sitting nice. in the draft room with his girlfriend. Um, ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Hey, big head. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But like, are we going to talk about that? Yeah. That's huge. It might be my, uh, well, I'll save it. But There's a lot to unpack there. But the deep shots, man, and the throws outside the numbers, right? Electric deep shots. The, the throws outside the numbers, man, you know, like when I think about Tannehill, I think about the seams. I think about the middle of the field. I think about play action. Like he just let it rip. And I don't know if it's the fearlessness of being the second guy up. And I don't know if it's going to be the same. He might go three, throw three picks this week against Pittsburgh. I bet the under in that game. So maybe fade me, but like the, these are the things that unlock a whole nother element to your offense. If yeah. he is this guy now, yeah, production, look, look, explosive fucking production. Yeah. And a word of caution here. Levis is the first guy to throw four touchdowns in his debut since any guesses. Kyle, you played with one of them. Patrick Mariota. Oh, of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I was going to say, okay. And we're replacing the guy that replaced Mariota. Mm. So not not to like rain on the parade, but like this doesn't mean necessarily that you have your guy, but boy, is it fucking exciting. Two, and I loved him standing up for Malik Willis after the game. Two games like that back to back. Do you do you, do you change your if we see the same Oh, he's he my starts, guy now this year. Okay. But he strings together a couple of these games, you start to think I got my quarterback of the future. You know, so I, I like I said, quarterback development, it takes not weeks, months, and even years to make a call on a quarterback. But on the fly, if he does this again this week, obviously there's no looking back. I don't Definitely. think there's any looking back now as it is. But when it comes to like the future and the plan of your team, I want to see the next month. How shitty of a week do the Steelers have next week when they host the Will Levis quarterback Titans and they give up another four tuds? Oh, that's not going to happen. No. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's I think it's going to be a better game. Those black uh, air forces might come out this week from Tomlin. Yeah, <laughs> stop all that. <laughs> how, do you, all, all, all it, how do you fight? All, all black it does. Air forces. All With it mayonnaise. does. Is, you yeah. get them white. You turn yeah, them white. Mayonnaise. But all it Elements. does, honestly, is just bring more media into the locker room, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's really all it's going to do for Tennessee. That Their, their locker room today is probably. DeAndre small market team with a big story. Yeah. Said he felt like Geno. Felt like everybody was sleeping on him. And it looked like it, too. Also. The DBs were sleeping on him. They he were. Was wide and he was open. wide open. And then also just, like, watching his body language and the team's body language. It's like. The, the connection, he immediately was going over to Levis on the sideline. Like, all right, now we're boys. We're going to talk it yep. out and that sort of thing. And, like, that's a sign of, like, you're the guy. And <laughs> yes, it is. on the other side of things, again, not fair to put Heineke in a half when you got the under. Um, Arthur Smith, is it, like, a naked photograph that Ritter has on you? <laughs> um, and I know, like, last week <clears throat> I said Ritter's improving. But when the improvement stops, like – 
It's a halt. It's like a screeching halt. Like I know Tennessee is a tough defense, but you take five sacks in the first half, fumble the ball. Like turnovers have been the story with him. You're not moving the ball. Like I have no problem with making that change. I've been calling for it for months. Okay, so Heineke, uh, who I think a lot of, comes out in the second half and scores 20 points. Okay, like the Falcons, I looked at this. They've only scored 30 points one time under Arthur Smith, and that was overtime. Now, I'm not saying they scored 30 points yesterday, but like 20 and a half, okay? They're 22 of 42 under 20 for an entire game. You scored that in the second half, okay? Now, I know you could say prevent defense, that sort of thing, guy you didn't expect to see, but the offense looks like, it just looks more free. And the extended plays as, as, as nervous as you get about Heineke up in Washington because he has a little of that Brett Favre in him. Fuck it. I'll take that uh, the upside of, of his Brett Favre to the to the Ritter conservatism and the downside of the turnovers. Like I just I'm not making any bones about it. I'd rather see Taylor Heineke the rest of the way. And Arthur Smith after the game said that Taylor that that he still believes in Ritter and he's probably gonna play this weekend. Now I don't know if that's gamesmanship, but at what point in that locker room do you say coach what the fuck are we doing because i think they're a playoff team okay i mean i think they're a playoff team so i'm not sure what they're thinking but but it's not music to my ears and i want to bet early look at this week i want to bet them against minnesota but i don't know what the fuck to think yeah um i i knew that this game was going to be uh, a titans win going into it you want to know why why mike Vrabel coming off a bye five and oh mm-hmm. not only that He's got a backup in the game. He's got a Hall of Fame running back that's potentially on the trading block. And you've got your throwback combos on. Anytime that that's the combination of things. Yeah. Pretty small sample. With with the throwbacks, with a backup. Hall of Fame. With a Hall of Fame. It's a subset of data that we focus on here. Um, Sucks that's the last time they have a chance to wear it, though. Yeah, that's it. The litigation. (laughs) But here's the thing. When I think about backup quarterbacks and Mike Brable, I think about them going to Kansas City last year with Malik Willis. A, a Cronquo, a bunch of, you know, like explosive plays, keeping the points down. Like, they are scrappy. They find ways to win. They're creative. This was that game for them. Two quarterback system coming in, make the adjustment on the fly. And Mike Vrabel's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Why don't the, why don't the Atlanta fans <clears throat> take a page out of the Tennessee Titan fan book and when Atlanta tries to put Ritter back in, they start booing? Oh, that's good. Maybe that's good. Maybe like that. maybe Psychology. maybe that'll help. Psychology. You know, did what I'm you saying? get a second degree in college? That I don't know about. No, that my my first degree is With in psychology. Yeah. Really? Psych yes. major. Oh no, shit. That's why he 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 knows how to get under people, people's skin. Yeah, pisses people off. <laughs> He's good at that. It's great. He studied four years at a at a prestigious that's why you're university. Psyching me out to troll people. Okay. Jets at Giants. Guys, I have a take take quake. I have a big old take here. Okay. Jets Giants, we'll talk about this game. But when you get to overtime and you're Brian Dable and you win the toss, mm. why would you receive it? That's a great point. Why would you receive it? You have negative seven passing yards. You end up on your on the 10-yard line. So you're saying play third. for the Yeah. Kyle. Kyle. You end up third and 31 from your own 14. Is that a fucking misprint? That's what you did with receiving the kick in overtime? Your best chance at this thing was to kick the ball to Zach Wilson, who had a touchdown drive like a day ago Get a at turnover. this point. Okay. 
get a turnover or a fucking short field and kick a long field goal. Even if Graham Gano had like the yips or whatever he had, your best chance of winning this game was to kick the ball to the Jets in overtime. Graham Gano, big miss. What if he had run the ball on that fourth and one with 28 seconds left? I mean, it would have been a turn. You wouldn't have kicked it. You tried to go for it. Maybe so. Then they would have had to go 83 yards the other way with 23, 28 seconds. Maybe so. I don't know, Reed, but I feel a lot stronger about the overtime thing. And like, listen, you got minus seven yards passing. The Jets are hilarious. Hilarious, dude. They've outplayed Mahomes, Hurts, et cetera. And then they need fucking overtime and a miracle drive to beat a team with a third string quarterback and negative seven passing yards. I like, you can't make this shit up. And when I looked at it, what's hilarious about the Jets, this is the funniest thing about the Jets this year. They're a different team. They're four and three, all that stuff. Last last year, uh, they were five and three through eight games. In 2022, 26 in offensive EPA to this point, fourth in defensive EPA. This year, 30th in, in offensive EPA, sixth in defensive EPA. Mm. It's the same team. Now, last year, depends on how you look at it, if Wilson doesn't get hurt, if they they improve if they win some of their close games you might think a oh, wild card team right this year wild card team right <laughs> like that's your that's kind of your ceiling um and i think it's so interesting because the the narrative is completely different but it's the same damn team dude but the wilson heroics that's a little bit different right like right from the bills game at the beginning of the year to 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 have a punt return for a touchdown the old jets they blow that thing in overtime. This game, you know, um, this game was over, Kyle. Uh, this guy, uh, Connor Hughes, he's a Jets, he's a Giants beat reporter. Um, this was a tweet, which he didn't take down, and I respect. Dable deserves immense credit getting the Giants back on track. They were dead in the water at one and five. Now they're t- now they're third and now they're uh, three and five with the Raiders next. And he sent the tweet. <laughs> I think it was before maybe the kick or when the Jets got the ball back. He didn't take it down. This game was over. And he changed channels. Oh, he also mentioned Dable and Wink Martindale just took down the Jets without QB1. Uh, two two uh, left tackle, right tackle, and more. Not pretty, but good enough. So the jinx job from, from Giants media, but 24 seconds to go, you get a chip shot miss, and you get a completion in, in plus territory with nine seconds to go, I'm sitting in the room with Jets fans. They're like, we're not gonna be able to clock it. We're not gonna be able to clock it. Like the Jets just have this gravitational pull towards losing in in just excruciating fashion that few teams do. And it, and they wear it, their fans wear it. The Jets probably feel that way, but they're starting to win in some of these situations where you didn't think they could. And that's the, Giants, the only difference. We're starting, the Giants fans are starting to feel that way. It's just horrible. Shout out to Tyrod Taylor. Hopefully he's doing well, but it's just like whenever someone like that, he's in there playing, playing his ass off, playing so well. And to get a rib injury when you have a past of like things going on with your lungs and you have to go to the hospital, it's never good to hear that. And it just sucks for the Giants to like you're already in a tough spot and Dables you have hell. <laughs> yeah and you're and you're making the best of the situation and then the best of the best of the situation gets hurt. Bro, I think I think Dable would be totally justified in taking a mental health break, dude. <laughs> like this is if you think about the things that have happened to them this year, the blowouts, the 
the end of the Buffalo game, the end of this game, three third string quarterback. Like you can't even, you, uh, he's gotta be just uh, down in the dumps, man. Uh, I want to shout out the punter from the Jets. Is that Morstead? Yeah. Okay, there were 15 total punts in the first half, first off, which M- is insane. MVP of the team, for but, sure. But like, and he got that ball down on the kick. He was you great. You see, he dropped the ball right perfectly. He was great, dude. So, you know, special teams, the Jets are stones, and the Giants, Graham Nano. No, Good no. That's what my fucking computer autocorrects it as. So, Graham I mean, like, no. that's how you feel when he rolls up. I want to shout out Kayvon Thibodeau. He was yeah. great. Yeah, he was yes. fucking great yesterday. I mean, like, that's what you need, man. And he's had some of these games. And he's come on this year. I don't know how many buckets he has. He's probably got five or six. But, like, he's really playing well. And that D-line with Dexter Lawrence and that sort of thing, that's one thing you hang your hat on. Um, again, Rodgers is throwing the ball. Sure. So, you never know. A and message. Not only throwing the ball. Come on now. Let's yeah. not minimize. I'm not minimizing, Kyle. What I'm not doing is I'm not going to fall for the, the – I mean, Kyle. I'm not gonna fall for the the uh, the okie doke here, where everybody's just gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers because he's throwing the ball in the side. No, I, I'm, that's not all I'm gonna talk about. But what I am saying is there's there's some unprecedented uh, things going on. That's a little hate, the, Chris. That's a little hate, bro. Well, I don't. I, I all, don't think, I'm, all I'm. Saying I don't just, think you. I don't think you. No, what you're doing. What, you, what you're doing right now, psychology <laughs> major, is there is an outcome that's never happened before. There is literally no reason to believe that he's going to come back off an Achilles and be effective, except for his own mouth. I guess. So what are you doing? Well, my you thing have, is for the, for the NFL. You're jumping out us, of the gym. You're going to pop no. your Achilles jumping out of the gym. No, but for us, it's just like we've never seen this. Yeah, Even it, on the surface, on the surface, to watch like no one, to. no one's done it. Also, something to keep an eye on. What, so, how am I being a hater for looking at Aaron Rodgers and say saying that. like I got to believe it to see it? Like this is unprecedented. I mean, you're not walking, Adrian Peterson. Man. You're a forty year old white guy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> the guys that the that's guy, why I'm saying it sounds like hate a little bit. Hate? What do you mean? Like <laughs> what do you mean? Prove I, your point better. I. I would be really interested to see because obviously it's this un- is talk radio stuff uh, you guys are falling for. No, it's unprecedented. It's unprecedented <laughs> to see him move the way he's moving. I've been. Th- is I've, it? Yeah, I mean, seeing him do that at forty six weeks after Achilles surgery, even What's mo- he even do- moving around without limping. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so confused here. <laughs> I saw him, I saw him take a three step drop. I saw him throw. <laughs> Holy shit. Chris, he's back. I'm not saying he's, back, I'm guys. Not saying he's Jesus Christ. He's back. I'm saying it's impressive. You guys are falling for the it McAfee news cycle. It takes a lot to cycle. be impressed here at Studio You're for the McAfee <laughs> Yo, news cycle. Yo, it does. No, I'm not, I, I, I'm not <laughs> Pat McAfee. I'm making a statement about what I saw with my fucking it, eyes look, about it, Aaron Rodgers. And yes. It was impressive to me. It is impressive. Can I get the tape on him throwing on the sideline? It was impressive. We can break the whole thing down. It was on the down. field. Yeah. It was on the field. Just, hey, if you're the Jets, my bigger point is don't expect somebody to walk through that door. You have to learn how to win with Zach. Wilson. But I don't know what I believe if I'm in that building. I don't know if I believe that the cavalry is going to arrive or not. I mean, seriously, like we've seen Zach Wilson. Okay, I'm some, watching the tape. Winter is coming. I'm we've watching seen the Zach tape. Wilson make progress. I'm watching the tape. This is impressive. <laughs> Damn. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, quick game. We can run it. <laughs> Quick game? Is that we what? We can run it. All I'm saying is, like, I've seen guys with Achilles before. What you're asking me to do is accept some astronomical, uh, low probability thing. And if I don't, I'm I just a think hater. it's fun. Nate. I just said I think it's fun. I know, I know, I know, I know. The Jets. Learn to win with Zach Wilson. Okay. You're right, Chris. Yeah. You're I, right. I don't need to hear I'm right. 
I Get just, well soon, Aaron. Okay. I don't even know the point we're arguing here. That it's interesting and it was impressive. <laughs> it's interesting. Go ahead. What do we got? And the goal A word from our sponsor. Uh, this is game time. With game time, you can pop your Achilles and come back in three days. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have to worry about when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, even last minute deals. So if Aaron Rodgers is up in two weeks, you can buy on game time. Game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick up the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT. G-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. They really do have an awesome app. I used it this weekend to go to the Wizards. All right, no, I've been getting, you went to a fucking Wizards game without John Morant playing. These guys are real sicko. That's a that's a basketball fan, right? He's there. going up to Washington to, to watch the Wizards play. I don't even know who's on the Grizzlies. Desmond Bain's not on the Grizzlies you the, anymore. You see what the Wizards did? They have like club style section seatings behind the baseline now. Yeah, like you could buy like like a, a party like a four person mm -hmm. like yeah. section bottle yeah. bottle service section. They're trying to make it like the Nats games. Those are like a party. <laughs> but what uh, Bears at Chargers? We are into the the uglies. Okay, we're into the uglies. Um, it was ugly. It was ugly. It was really, depending on who you were watching and who you were rooting for to do well, it was really pretty. For Justin Herbert and the Chargers, it was <sighs> like you just can't fucking miss. And for people who love football in the quarterback position, Justin Herbert goes out and is able to just hit boom, 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 time after time after time. That defense starts saying, I don't even know why we're fucking out here. I'm he's such he's a moron. Find, he's going to find guys open. Yeah, you bet the Bears. I'm such a moron, dude. I and just, for Bajent. You know, it was the inexperience with the group, Chris, was yeah. apparent. There was a choice route on the left side that he threw his first interception okay. on, and people were like, what a bad pick. And I'm like, who's playing receiver over yeah. there? It's DJ Moore. It was up to him to make a decision. He saw it go. Tyson saw stop. Those are the things that you'll see, the struggles with a young quarterback. But again, I didn't think Bajan looked terrible. They continued to let him take shots down the field. The shots look good. I like that. They hit their first shot. I'm thinking, oh, we're cover city, I like baby. that. That's just a better team. Yeah, the no. Chargers are a better team on yeah. the road. I thought, uh, you know, the, the the coolest looking guy in the stands or in the stadium was Justin Fields with the with the shades. Oh, shades! On, I would totally do shades. Hanging out in L.A. There's nothing like being on the roster but not being on the active roster. I know. Being in L.A. We both had those those experiences. I went and watched the Chiefs and the Chargers play a couple of years ago. It was the best game I've ever seen. Dude, when I got hurt, we had a trip to Minnesota. That that was my no curfew. Uh, hurt guy trip mm -hmm. like I had to go out and get drunk in Minneapolis the day before a game people are like what's up with you I'm like yeah I've been Did out you go to the Mall of weeks. America 
Uh, I don't think I went to the Mall of America. But that is a nice trip if you're just hanging out. To nice towns. It's a nice, nice town. towns. Nice towns. Yeah. Twin cities. But here's the deal, man. The Bears, they're, they're, they're a long way away. Uh, Eberflus at halftime. First off, I got to mute the game when I'm on the wrong side of a bet. Chris Collinsworth, just like the whole game. I can see these, these Chargers making a run. The whole thing. Like, he will talk you into anything, dude. I can't. Bro, I, the schedule for the Chargers, kind of soft coming up. They could make a run. I just, I've already decided a week ago that I don't believe in them. Okay, so I can't go back, not because they <laughs> boat race the fucking Bears. By the way, you fans out there, whenever you say, oh, the NFL's rigged, you're crazy. Last night, it was rigged. I felt that way. I told you, the intentional grounding, all that stuff, all the calls that didn't go my way. The I first, felt like those guys just pass. wanted to get the, the fuck out of pass. there. The first, the first pass, pass was a touchdown. A t- that, that changes the whole dynamic the whole of the game. game. The whole the dynamic whole of the game. The whole game. <laughs> Eberflus at the half. They're like, what do you have to do better? He's like, well, we just got to... We gotta wrap our arms and run our feet. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, uh, we're fucked. We gotta get our pad level down, see the field. My man Biff Pogi had a halftime uh, interview this weekend that was brilliant. It was just like, well, you know, like, it's just not good. You know, like, it's just, it, we, we need to stop talking to people when we're getting beat. Just stop talking. Go out there and actually do your job. Eberflus is like, we gotta get back to the fundamentals of tackling. You know, like, I, that worries me going in the second gotta half. got to sink our hips. You got to sink our hips. Okay, Baltimore, Arizona. Yep. Baltimore makes everything interesting, okay, except for the Lions game, the turnovers, the end of the game. Dude, if you were on Baltimore and I wasn't, thank the good Lord, I only had him in the first half, which was a sweat, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Baltimore, I think they were laying eight and a half. At the end of this game, Gannon needs a couple scores, right? They go down and score. Onside kick, Nelson Aguilar. Unlike Aguilar, you know, that, that's the guy who, the Philly house fire guy. Aguilar? So there was a, a, couple, yeah. a couple years ago, Nelly had some bad drops when we were in Philly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there was a house fire in Philadelphia. And I guess a fireman like caught a baby that they threw out of the house. Oh, I and then the, this. And then the guy standing in front of a fucking burning structure fire was like, yeah, the fireman caught it, unlike Aguilar. <laughs> and it just became this big thing. Well, anyways, the fucking, uh, the end of that game, you're up 10, onside kick, Aguilar just drops it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, the people with Baltimore, I just had to be furious. And they end up kicking a field goal, and, uh, and, and, and Arizona covers. Arizona, man. Perfect tank. They are, they are nailing this tanking thing because Jonathan Gannon can coach. It's obvious he can coach. And, and I also want to say this. If you're a new coach and you get hired, you should aim Do to have stupid. a stinker soundbite, whether it's pew-pew verticals or biting <laughs> kneecaps or, or Sirianni really looking like he's having a panic attack at the podium. That's what you need to do because all three of those guys can really coach and over the last two years, they're like, oh, Urban Meyer aced his press conference. What He's not going to stick Gase a finger in anybody's wrong? butt after a game. Uh, Adam Gase. He had a bad press conference, and then he was just bad. No, we don't want the tendency breakers here. You know, like we, but we, I'm with you. Everybody was like, oh, Staley. Everybody was laughing at Staley. this hire. Yeah, I, so shout out to Jonathan Gannon. I don't want to – we're not giving moral victories out here, but these guys are in it every week, and Kyler Murray's coming off of IR or whatever he was on, and – you know they're saying they don't intend on trading him. Um, I like 
I don't know what to make of the future of the Cardinals and what they're trying to do and what they're not trying They've to do. They've got but some other teams' picks coming up here in this next draft. So I mean, I think the coach. Panthers. Won. I think one thing that they have is their quarterback. They've got a guy that can play quarterback, and that's hard to find. In this well, league. if you're them, do you trot him out there to try to make him look good so that you can package him and send him away, like in the offseason? I say you get him as healthy as you can. Okay, get him as healthy as you can, keep him uh, ready to go, and then draft the best team. And how you much? Can. And how much stock do we take in when we hear that teams? We're not looking to trade them. When we, I see- don't take, I don't take full stock in <laughs> okay. that. Okay. A lot of times, a lot I feel of like times, it's the perfect thing to say right now. I feel like a lot of teams say it, and then people just call with more capital. You know, like, hey, I'm not trading this. Or, guy. Might, or maybe that's the play to so publicly say it. Oh wow, round. wow, wow! Big, 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 big trade. Leonard, I like, oh, I love Leonard oh, Williams. Yeah, we talked about him nice. being on the block. Ian Rapport said the Giants are finalizing a deal to send Pro Bowl defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seahawks oh. uh, per him and Mike Garofolo, giving them financial flexibility. Love um, I love this trade for the Seahawks. I don't know what the haul looks like, but you need help up front in the run game, in the pass game. This guy's a good all-around player and somebody who's been kind of rotting in New York, and I've always liked him. So happy to see him get a shot in front of the 12s. Uh, Minnesota Green Bay. What a fucking awful play by me. Like, what got into me yesterday? I was like, I I did so much research, Kyle, last week. I fucking bought the book, The Art of of Sports Gambling. I'm listening to it. Like, there's five kids in the house the in-laws are in. I'm like over kids screaming. I'm I'm calculating hold percentages. Kyle, it's useless. It's fucking useless if you if you ID Green Bay as the the buy low play of the week and you're like, yeah, Green Bay. You want to you want to sell Minnesota high. You want to buy. It's just like in the book. Fuck it. I just need to let it fly. I'm like Justin Fields. Just let me fly, dude. I don't want to be overthinking things back there. I don't need to be processing. Just tuck the ball and run and bet the Vikings in this spot. But instead, my dumbass is donating to Vegas. Uh, Green Bay is awful. Okay, in the first half, it's like they are tanking. I don't know what they're doing. But it takes the second half for them to get anything going. I talked about him last week. The run pass splits on first down, the spacing, the the lack of shots. This game was brutal to watch if you have money on it. And if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you're a fucking part owner of the team. It must be brutal to watch the game. Yeah. 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 Like, we're all in the same fucking boat. What's going on here? I thought Matt LaFleur was this great coach. Maybe he, he wants to draft a quarterback next year. I'm not sure. But Green Bay, I've had it. I, I like I fade him, fade him in the first half. We I hate, hate it for Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, we he hate was it. on trajectory to potentially be in the MVP race if this Vikings team became a, a real runner at the end of the season. And it was to not to be. Go. I hate to see him. It go. was not to be, and you could really see after. And Kirk Cousins, man, it's so funny because the 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 majority of my time as a player playing against him and as a guy in the media, I have noticed that people love to hate this guy. And, you know, he, he was kind of like the pop culture butt of the joke because it's easy. He's this nerdy guy in a flannel. You like that. that people don't really like. And they think he's like on the cusp of being the elite. But I got to say, as quarterbacks have gone in and out of the elite category over the course of their five, seven year career or whatever, Kirk has stayed where he where he is. And that's like a top 10 guy who's probably at the bottom of that top 10, but a guy that can win you football games. And not a high draft pick. Another thing is usually you just hate on the high draft picks. This guy's like a third round pick or something. Like he kind of, when they got him at Michigan State, he was an afterthought. (laughs) And then he takes the position and runs with it. 
And now he's in Minnesota and he's had a great run there. And I hate the fact that coming into a contract year, he pops his Achilles, but he could be back if they make a run in January, mm -hmm. don't you think? He should go get the same surgery. <laughs> he should just start throwing the ball in the sun. He should get the same surgery. He should get the he's, same cutting edge surgery. He's that five, Aaron yeah, that's got. good. Yes. He's five years younger than Aaron Rodgers to try or to whatever. Return to this sell it all for Aaron Rodgers season. Exactly. Also interesting that the guy that everybody was going to trade for Kirk Cousins or for Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to happen because of the trade clause and that sort of thing. Also got an Achilles. But also had an Achilles. Oof. So, I mean, um, and you so, go ahead. Should the Vikings be buyers or sellers? They should be point? sellers. They should sell Justin I, Jefferson. No, don't sell Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Hell no. Bro. They have two great young receivers. Bro, piss in this cup. They have yeah. two great young receivers. I am on drugs. They okay. have two yeah. great young receivers. <laughs> I, I'd say it tongue-in-cheek, but just imagine the haul you could get. No, here's the haul that you need to get. You need to go give away the guy that's leading the NFL in sacks, basically, and Daniil Hunter, mm -hmm. who, to me, J.J. Watt said in a tweet last week, and sometimes you need J.J. Watt to say it for people to pay attention, but that this guy's been great. Like all he's done is have 10 sack years, year after year. You know how hard that is to do in your NFL career? Now he is like an alien, okay? He's got so much ability, but all he's done is live up to that ability every year. And if it's you're better. the Vikings and you're a little ways off, selling a rusher on the wrong side of 25. On a one year contract that you signed before the season that was kind of head scratching. Yeah, dude. Like. I've talked about Jacksonville. I've talked about some of these teams. Like, take a look, man, because Minnesota, you've got a great football coach. If you're a Vikings fan, you should feel excited about the future. You have two great young receivers, one of them that Kyle might ship away. But, like, you have, you have who knows, you have at quarterback. Great. You might be drafting somebody next year. Like, you have a lot of pieces that you got to be excited about. And I like Brian Flores as a coordinator. Um, yeah, it's feast or famine a little bit with the Blitz, but – They've at least been competitive in some games. So Minnesota, take a look at selling. And for Kirk, I feel bad. To the Brian Flores point, I mean, as an offensive lineman, when you're preparing for a team uh, each week, you have your blitz meetings, which consists of the running back, the quarterbacks, and the O-line, and the coaches from each respective position. When you're playing a team like Brian Flores and the Vikings, that meeting is longer. It might be twice in a week. You're spending a lot of time. There's stuff that you miss out on the the vanilla stuff that just goes out the window because you're worried about all the sexy stuff that's going to be coming. It's at like you. playing an offense that shows quarterback run or 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 you know um, read option or wildcat. Like if I was a head coach, I would have that in my offensive game plan to sprinkle in every week, just so teams have to spend four hours. Yeah. Spending that on something they're not doing uh, with the rest of the game plan. So, Houston, Carolina, okay? The one time in this show I can say, oh, I knew what the fuck I was talking about. But the problem is I gave Houston out on Wednesday. We moved our Wednesday. We moved our picks to Wednesday. I'm like one in five since we moved our picks to Wednesday. I, I don't know what I'm doing early in the week, but it's not good. I gave out Houston. I got home. I fucking got on the, the Google machine. I started doing my own research. Um, Frank Reich, 0-4 off of buy in Indy. And I came in here and I told the guys, I said, hey, abort mission, we have to bet the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers took care of business. They won the game. It was a low scoring game. A lot of people talked about two quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks off a of buy. It's gonna be a shootout, that sort of thing. It was a rock fight and one that a lot of people didn't watch. But you have to be happy for Carolina. 0-6 against the spread, 0-6. You'd have to go back to 1998 to find a team that went 0-7 against the spread. That was the reason this was the spot to buy low on the Panthers. 
they have improved over the last couple of weeks. And I think the the new play caller offensively is something to be excited about. There's a guy that was with McVay. Thomas um, Brown. Yeah, Thomas Brown was with McVay. I, I think I think if you're Carolina, there have been points in this season where it almost felt like people said, you got the wrong guy. You know, it's it's the end of the road for them already. Like, it takes time. I will just say that. Like, and so I don't want to give up on Bryce. I don't want to give up on Frank. This was a good win for them. I'm happy for the Carolina Panthers. Bad for the Bears. Bad for the Bears. Yeah. They yep. have that draft that pick. pick's changing every week. Now, I don't know that, you know, for Carolina, they're not in a mode where they're tanking. They're trying to win to support Bryce and, and build confidence. So they're not in that quarterback race. You got to bridge the confidence from this year into next year. You can't just end on shitty notes. New Orleans 38, Indianapolis 27. Chris liked the Colts. Wrong. <laughs> okay. New Orleans offensively, the only thing I'll say is they've been rolling the last six quarters. You know, the, the flurry of points and yards that they put up against Jacksonville in the second half was impressive. I know that they were down and sometimes coverages get soft and you start taking what you're given. But, you know, like they were a Foster Moreau drop away from being in overtime and then come out over the span of four quarters. And it's an offensive explosion for them. Uh, but New Orleans defense or uh, Indianapolis's defense just hasn't been great lately. I mean, the way they're built defensively, they don't have a lot of rushers. They're not dominant in the run game. Um, I, I don't know why Jonathan Taylor got 11 for 95 in the first half and one carry in the second half. This, uh, I mean, it's tough when you're, playing, when you're playing against this offense. Obviously, it was a close game coming out of the half, uh, 21 to 20 at halftime. But like you said, that defense could not hold up. And this is why New Orleans went out and got Derek Carr. Yeah. This is why they've got those weapons. So you can spread the ball around the field. Have explosive plays, take the top off the de- off the defense. Shahid helps. And when Derek when Derek looks right, I mean, his arm talent, when he first got in the league, the first few years of the league, it was like, my God, this dude can just sling the football. When things are right and you feel good and you can just go out there and let it fly, the offense moves the ball. Indy gave up five hundred eleven total offense uh to New Orleans that you just can't win in this league like that. No, and you know, Shane's a great play caller, but they gotta get it together on defense over the course of the long haul. And Minshew Another nugget is like Minshew doesn't cover. Like, go look at it. He has not covered. So if you're a gambler, like I looked at that fucking figure and still bet the Colts. I will not do it again. Minshew's a lot of fun, but um, this team is built for Anthony Richardson. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like that's another thing they have to figure out going into next season is how they keep him clean. Um, because they do have some pieces, and I like the play caller, but it's just not how they, they want to play. I mean, they're not going to win shootouts every week. All right, we've got Diana Rossini, senior NFL insider for The Athletic, joining us again. Let me put in my earpiece here, Kyle, so I can hear Diana. Same. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. This is the week that it'd be great to have Diana Rossini on Zoom because two days from now, everything changes, maybe. Diana, what's up? Hi guys, thanks for having me. It's um, I'm gonna try to be respectful of this fantastic interview you guys do with me, but uh, I'm gonna have a little bit of a, of a view of my phone while I chat with you You're because cool. stuff's flying around like crazy right now. We want you on the phone. It's like when Adam Schefter's on TV and he's got his phone out all the time. Yeah, I actually I actually like that. So where do we start? I I I would we just were talking about the Vikings, Diana, and with the trade deadline coming up, like I don't know if they were sellers before Kirk's injury, but 
to me, it makes a lot of sense to to be sellers now. Yeah, I was I was getting the sense that they were they were both actually they were they were sellers and buyers, right? Mm-hmm. So Danelle Hunter was a player that they've been trying to move for the last few weeks. They wanted a good price for that, at least a good compensation. But um, I think for right now, they're not really getting a substantial amount of interest. So he could be a player we wind up wow. seeing stay in Minnesota for the rest of the season. Of course, could change. That's the fun part of this time of year is things that I thought were not going to happen, like Leonard Williams, for example. Hmm. Um, he yeah. was a he was a rumored name, but I had spoken to a couple people around the league, including New York, and I just didn't really get this overpowering feel that they were going to move him. And now he's off to Seattle. So, um, you know, things do change quickly. And, you know, you always hear this, Chris, from general managers, like, well, let's just just see what happens this weekend. And then then, then I'll tell you what's going on. And the thing is, there's some truth to it. Because a lot of the team's futures are changed week to week. And and, and teams that I know uh, look to be sellers two weeks ago, um, like the Denver Broncos, right? I mean, they are still going to be selling off a lot of their pieces, I believe, but their prices went up now because now they're winning and they're feeling good about themselves. So very long-winded uh, answer to get to your question about the Vikings. Uh, so we know Kirk Cousins now has his torn Achilles. What is the future for them? You know, right now I can tell you in terms of that position, they're doing their homework, right? So they got the feelers out. They're having conversations in the building about what the best option is. Is it trying to figure out if Colt McCoy, who's already worked out for them, does that make sense? Um, is it worth trying to see uh, if there's any backups? Uh, make any trades? Washington is not interested in trading their backup, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is injured right now. Right? We're not too sure about his ankle situation, so I'm not sure if that would make any sense. And financially, I'm not sure if it would either. Um, so I think Minnesota's got a big challenge here. You mentioned uh... – you mentioned the Titans there in your last blurb and Tannehill. Well, we saw Will Levis go out and have a great performance. How does this change the landscape for what Mike Vrabel and this Titans team is going to be looking to do as the deadline approaches? That was just incredible to watch, you know, just, just like knowing what he went through and being in Nashville the night, well, at least the the first two nights. um, And obviously we saw how dramatic that was that he didn't get drafted in the first round and the panic and his people and his family all just being crushed um, that nobody was going for him. And if you guys recall, um, Tennessee was was trying to move up out of the second round and actually get him in the first round too. Once they lost a top quarterback, um, they were trying to get him, but no one was willing to trade out to allow Tennessee to move up. So in the end, Tennessee wound up getting their guy. And now because Ryan was hurt, it was Will's time to shine, and he certainly did. And boy, that was fun to watch. But did, it was. Do they become? I mean, everyone, do they do they it, stop it, being sellers? Do they stop being sellers though? Because like to me, we were just talking about it's such a difficult decision for Mike Vrabel. Like I watched moments in that game where I felt like for the first time that team really believed in weeks, if not all year, and now it's you got to make a decision that could crush your team. You know, like if it's shipping Derrick Henry or, you know, if it's DeAndre Hopkins, you're saying out loud that like this isn't the year. Yeah, I don't think you could have put it any better because I think that's an actual real thought in that building right now, you know, because I agree with you. I mean, I don't know if it was the uniforms. I don't know if it was alumni weekend. (laughs) 
There was just something about that was like that magic of the Titans that you and I used to like back in like 2019. Remember, I think you and I were like the only Titans fans on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't even like fandom. It was just like respect, right? Yeah. Like because they were just they were just this like grinding team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Moving forward, what do they do here? You know, uh, I wasn't told that they told Derrick Henry, and I've talked to a lot of different people on all different sides of this. I don't believe that Derrick Henry was told directly, we are not trading you. I think Derrick Henry's really smart and he is well aware of the landscape uh, of this team right now. I just think the Tennessee Titans haven't been able to find a team that's willing to give them a really big haul for Derrick Henry. Yeah, I think they're asking a lot from what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, at this point in his career, he's going to be 30 years old. And, you know, he can still play. He's not the same guy that we saw in 2019. Um, But I'm interested to see now if those teams that are in for running backs, like the Ravens, like the Dolphins, like the Vikings, you know, would they be willing to maybe push in a little harder to get there? Now, Diana, with the Cleveland Browns situation, what's the latest there? I mean, there's been so much to talk about. We talked about the Browns defense earlier, but there's so much more to talk about. What's going on in Cleveland, Diana? Yeah, so the same information that's been coming out of there for the last, I'd say, I don't know, five to seven days now on Deshaun has really just been all, you know, lined up and consistent and that it's day-to-day for him, right? And it's, it's pain. Uh, they really just want to be able to see if he can drive the ball down the field. And, you know, I've talked to people just around him too, to just find out if some of this is maybe him not wanting to be out there. Cause I think there's some narrative out there that maybe he doesn't want to play. He sat mm-hmm. out already a full season. Maybe he's not as passionate about football and you don't get that feel when you talk to that organization and when you talk to that locker room. And I think you can see it on TV the type of locker room that they are already just on the field. You, you kind of get a vibe of what they're like. And he wants to be part of that. He doesn't want us to miss this, knowing that they could be really, really special if he could just go out there. Right. Um, so I was told he's improving. He is improving. So we'll, we'll just, uh, to me, it's IR, right? Like that's what I would just monitor. Like that's, that's usually the question I ask every Monday from every organization that's got a quarterback situation. Like we going on IR or not? And then as soon as I get no, then it's like, I feel like you can work back. You know, then it's like, all right, well, how serious is this? So that's where we're at. Yeah, it's interesting because if he's healthy, we might be talking about them being buyers at, at wide receiver. I mean, I, I thought from the beginning of the season they could use a number two. Uh, but as you can see, the dominoes just affect everything. And so one question that's- No, they're still poking around there though, Chris. They're still they're, they're, around. They're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. so you can be a general manager because uh, yeah, they're they're still doing it. Might be it. easier than um, gambling and having a podcast or profitable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can uh, I feel your pain on that. Uh, yeah, life, you do. <laughs> life, life on your own after uh, ESPN is so different, man. Like, <laughs> um, it's Tyler it's a grind all the time. Let's just face it, right? Sports is a grind for all Sports you. Sports is there, a grind, you. dude. It's a grind. It's a grind for the Cardinals, but I actually think the Cardinals are. They should be proud of the way they played, and you know, for a one and seven or one and six team, usually you wouldn't say that, but I, I think they're in every game, and you know, like Jonathan Gannon can coach. It's obvious. But I don't know what they're trying to do with Kyler Murray possibly coming back this year. What are you? What? What? What's the sense you're getting? Are they? 
are they hoping to get him out on the field so that they can show he can still play and then ship him in the off season? Or is he part of the future? Yeah, let's start with just like what Kyler's done over the last few weeks. They really like his vibe in the building, what he's doing, the work he's putting into it, the rehab, um, what he's been doing at practice. He's been taking some reps, you know, with the first team. Um, so the plan here from what I, what I gather is he's going to be out on the field over the next few weeks, right? So I'm thinking maybe Thanksgiving, maybe right before um, he'll get a chance. And, and I do think because you have a new general manager and a new head coach here, this is a regime that wants to kind of take a look themselves. He's coming off an injury, right? And and he's not their guy. They're coming into this. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think there's going to be some assessment here. But in terms of them like being open to trading him, I think some people were tossing that around yesterday, especially once Kirk Cousins went down and, uh, you know, we saw so many quarterbacks get hurt. Um, you know, from, from all the information I was given, that that's not what they're doing. They're not calling anyone. And, and teams that have called them, which I, I heard that they did get a few calls, they're like, yeah, no, we're not. I'm surprised, we're not I'm surprised they got calls and I'm surprised they wouldn't follow those leads because, you know, like – I do think there's an element to a new coach, a new regime can bring out different work habits in a guy. And I know the work habits in the past have been, you know, questioned. I also think what's relevant here is we're, we're approaching the trade deadline. He might be coming back, but November 10th, Call of Duty releases the new one. <laughs> oh, that's big. So like just something to think about with timing. Like, do you want to trot him out before that? Or do you, do you want to get him when he's got a week under his belt playing, um, what is that called? What's the when when you're up in the airplane you respawn? And oh, battle royal, battle, little, little yeah, war yeah. zone. Yeah, I know you know about that. Diana. I got I got a football question here. You know, I, I watch all these teams every week, and there's so many teams that are contenders, but there's that one piece of the formula that's seemingly missing. We talked about teams that we think should be in the play towards the deadline. What are some teams that are working really hard today For to sure. add a piece? Yeah. Unders in general, right? So you have Howie. Yeah. We're having some technical yeah. difficulties here. I think she said Howie Roseman, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Diane. You can pick that we up. We got you. We got, we got you. you. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. I'm so glad that you were able to understand that I meant Howie Roseman. Uh, so I think Howie's doing some work. Uh, John Lynch is making some calls around the league. Okay. I think they're, I believe they're looking for, for an edge rusher. Um, they're looking for a corner as well. Uh, you know, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills have made a few calls. Um, you know, and at this point, Washington is doing a little bit of both. They've put out some feelers themselves as sellers. Um, you know, we've been talking about the whole Montez Sweat and Chase Young story for, for weeks now, it seems like, and, and I, I really feel if I, you know, when I come back on, hopefully next week or soon, we'll be saying that one of those guys are going to probably be gone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did have somebody in Washington say to me this morning, though, that there there are some people in the building that want to keep these guys, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of like what you were just talking about with the Derrick Henry um, idea. And, and you guys can talk about this way better than I can about when you start looking around and seeing key pieces leaving and moving, mm -hmm. it kind of, I'm sure it's pretty deflating. Right. So these guys can believe that they can win. It's still so early. It feels like we've been doing this for so long, but it's it. I always like looking back at uh, I, this is such a chick thing to say, but I always go back to my Instagram and I look back at my 
pictures from games in October. I'm like, oh my God, that was so cute. I used to think those games matter. Like, you know, like, you know, like come December, like I remember being like so excited. I got a Frank Wright interview, you know, like mm-hmm. no one cared. It was week seven, you know, yeah. so much changes hard in the moment to think of it. So, you know, with, with players being moved right now, it, it, it truly is so early. So look, I do think one guy is going to be on the move there in Washington, but but I, I know there are some people on that staff that want to keep them. All right. Well, that, that, that's good Intel there. And if there's any, it's always great to talk Diana, but especially before the trade deadline. So great to have Diana Rossini on head honcho is what I call her at the athletic. Uh, yeah, well-deserved and, uh, hope to see you again on a Monday or two. Thanks. Uh, tomorrow's Halloween. So, uh, I gotta try to figure out how I'm going to do this trade deadline stuff and take my little boys trick or treating. Oh, my yeah. son, we're gonna do, uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey. Um, so my one-year-old, uh, he's going to be Jason and I got to figure out how to make his eyebrows really bushy. So I got to go to the store. If you want, if you want the older son to have a good day, you should probably bring like a Taylor Swift with him because, uh, evidently the production's way different when Taylor's not at the stadium. Um, I don't think it was that bad, but I I hear, (laughs) someone did ask me so they're like, you're going to be Taylor? I'm like, no, I'm going to be Jason's wife. She looks cool and she wears <laughs> sweats. So That's cool. what I want to rock. She is so cool. Um, all right, Diana, I appreciate you. We'll, we'll see you soon. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay. Real quick, before I do this ad read, t- talked about Washington and Chase Young and Montez Sweat. I think you keep, if you can, those pieces around. Like, I know I've been back and forth on Chase Young because I think Chase Young's value has been overinflated and under. Uh, stated at different points like in the beginning I thought he was and this is a fan thing it has nothing to do with Chase Young he's doing the best he can I thought that they were making him into this Nick Bosa guy like because he had eight sacks his rookie year he didn't stay healthy for a little bit he looks good now he looks like a plus to me Um, I like the kid's work ethic he seems like a great dude and he plays his ass off and Montez Sweat most importantly he's been the guy that gets the least tension on that defensive line from the public, but a guy who's been an absolute plus the past couple of years. If you're Washington and you're you're playing the long game, I like having a room full of those guys. Yep. You know, it's just That's me. such a tough matchup as an O line to go and play a defensive line with one, two, three deep. And like you said, when we went and played the Eagles in the double doink game, it wasn't about the double doink. It was about getting mismatched in the trenches. Yeah, dude. And that's how you can win football games in yep. this league. There's yep. multiple ways to skin a cat. Yep. You can have a, a world beater quarterback, you can have an unstoppable receiver. You can have a linebacker that's everywhere, or you can just flat out kick people's asses with D-line. And you also have to know who you are as a team to make decisions uh, appropriately, whether they're trades or additions. Like, you know, I always say, it's like with quarterbacks. If you have everything but that piece, develop a quarterback. One of the issues I've had with Desmond Ritter, not to bring him up again, is this team's playoff ready, but the quarterback's not playoff ready. You know, like know who you are and where you need to be, and sometimes that trumps the window for somebody you're interested in or have invested in. And so I think for Washington, not having a real identity, that's not a bad one to have, is having guys up front that can flat out play. There, you said multiple ways to skin a cat. There's only one way to drink beer, Kyle. Okay. Uh, before we get into our Miller Lite moments, I have a word from our sponsors. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, an ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. From kickoff 
till the clock runs out, you can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession. That's football. Because what's the point of having a beer if it doesn't taste like, well, beer? Uh, it's got only 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce serving with a smooth taste and a crisp, clean finish. Kyle, I can drink this beer freely and still look like John Bastow. You get the taste you crave without the calories. So this season, crack open a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard. You feel it in your heart, Kyle. I was like, he's coming over here, dude. <laughs> Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Greenlight, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And I find that to be true. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. <sighs> hey. And That's Ky good stuff. And Kyle. Yeah, it's good. And Kyle, can I tell you something? Wisconsin. I, I got to admit something here. What's up? I, I like ice in my beer sometimes. That's strange. <laughs> I had an o OG in St. Louis, uh, and he used to put ice in his beer when we go drink at the uh, Ritz-Carlton Cigar Bar. And I tried it one time, and it was pretty good. Now, I know a lot of people off the Miller's probably not real happy with me right now, but I like putting a little ice in my beer sometimes. No, it, it, responsible. Responsible, dude. You're already drinking. I don't know if I'm on board with that. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like a little ice in my beer, Kyle. Sometimes it's like an old guy thing to do. It's like a country song. Yeah, a little ice in my beer. No, Is that man. what they say? I don't know. I'm making uh, it up. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Aldean. <laughs> ice in my beer. What do we got for our Miller Lite moments? Best flight. Miller Lite moments Ooh. here. Where are we flying? I this got a week? best flight. It's the Cincinnati Bengals returning home from an ass whooping in the Bay Area. You know, they were at Levi Stadium. It was going to be a workman's day. Throw on those denims and get after them. Denim, denim, so denim. Best flight, denim, Cincinnati Bengals. Denim. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow showed up in an alien mask. He's not of this world. Who's your best flight? By the way, Terry Bradshaw yesterday called him Will Levi for a second. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, that should stick. Yeah. Like that dude should just dress in jean on jean, like uh, Justin Timberlake he circa. To jean into it. Canadian tuxedos. Yeah, Canadian tuxedos. Deep balls and denim. Mm. I'm telling you, it's got a ring to it. I like All that. right. So, uh, Bevel Conway, before I get into, well, we're, let's start with, with what you have, which is best flight. Yeah. I'll go. Listen, I am really partial to, I'm partial to an 0 6 team getting a win. That's a lot of fun. It's like a big release. Okay, the plane ride's fun. I've been there. Jacksonville, I'm partial to getting out of the rain, getting warm after a cold day at the office and a win, a physical football game. There's nothing more fun than drying off and getting on the plane, putting on some sweats. Mm -hmm. You know, just you feel good, man. It's just that that's what football is supposed to feel like on the way home. But maybe the best flight is the Jets. They didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, They just fucking won on the road. They ran right back into the, the other home. tunnel and they Ubered home. Uh, best Uber home. Let's go Jets. Uh, I'm going to go worst flight, Kansas City Chiefs. And although the flight is all downhill, you know what I mean? When you're going from yeah, Denver true. to it Kansas is. City. So it's really. It's kind of scary. They didn't even have to take off. They just were kind of downhill yeah, the whole way. Get a big, big, big running start. And you, you got to think that you feel that Patrick is not human. You think he is. You know, he's a god. The numbers he's put up, the things he's done against the Broncos, the things he's done in this division, but obviously he wakes up with the flu, and he is human. He's not perfect, and neither are the Chiefs. Worst flight, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Kyle, I'm checking the turbulence forecast, which I do sometimes before flights, and yesterday it was smooth sailing out there on the prairie. 
I kind of think with weather like that, the threat of a low pressure system and some, you know, some change in the weather that there might be turbulence, but maybe it was okay. Uh, okay, worst flight, I'll go the Rams. It's all over. I mean, like, you know, it's the worst when you, when you, you come out and you're like, all right, maybe we'll be all right. And you talk yourself into believing as a team. And then you go to Dallas. It's an NFC elite. You know, you're coming off of a tough loss at home where you, you got jobbed on a call, but also you probably felt like you should have beat the Steelers. And you get boat raced in Dallas. And that's the worst. You got to drive, worst bus ride, the Rams. You got to drive like a mile and a half under the surface of the earth to get into Jerry's world. It's the wildest thing in the world. Kyle, did you play there? I did. Where you, you, you go in a tunnel and you're like, oh, we're at the stadium and it's dark for like it's six minutes. like the subway system in New York. To get under oh, there's that. there's a city down here. Fucking monstrosity. And you That's gotta, what happens when you get into Grand Central. You yes. go. <laughs> it's like that. And there's a hundred restaurants yeah. underground. There's a mall. What's wrong with restaurants underground, underground Kyle? You I'm go down hungry there and there's just like so much going on. It's unbelievable. Yeah. For, for those of us who are not city slickers, if you go to New York, you go underground. There's like a subterranean society yeah. happening. Yeah, well, there's subterranean society happening in Dallas. <laughs> and then when you poke your head out, you got to walk through all these drunk Cowboys fans in the club level to get out to your like you're literally inside of a glass hallway and people are just like, fuck you, man. And then you go out there and they got F-350s spinning around on like fucking platforms and cheerleaders dancing all over the place. Hairspray. Like, cheerleaders are where the snipers are supposed to be. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm looking out for cheerleaders up here. There's a fucking giant jumbotron. It's 3 billion tons. It could fall on you at any point. Man. I hate playing in that stadium. And then when you lose, you got the same bus ride out. You know what the cool thing about Jerry's World is? They have those dugout suites that are uh, recessed. And yeah. when I played, it was a Monday. I think we played a Monday night game against the Cowboys. And we ran the fuck out of the ball. But Dad came to the game, and he was in that dugout suite right behind the end zone. And we got down there. We were on the five-yard line. You break the huddle. You look over there, and he's, like, giving you the thumbs up. You're mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry, three technique. You're about to take a ride. <laughs> yeah, because Dad's here. <laughs> My old man's in town. Yeah, there's nothing. But but he'd do the whistle. He'd do the whistle. Anytime you sports anything, it'd be an empty gym. I'm like, oh God, dad's whistling at me. What's yeah. what's he want to say? He'd do game. it even in the in the pros if he was in one of those suites. Quick worst flight, Colorado. Taking that flight from UCLA back to Colorado and finding out right before you get on the plane that your diamond chain or diamond earrings have been stolen. That was my fly on the wall. It's like, how the fuck does that happen? That's got to be calculated. An in inside job. Calculated, yeah, calculated, and we're waiting on this. These guys, they flash these these watches and these. Is this these like the equivalent of going to the club with like fifteen Cuban links and just 100%. asking for it to get snatched? It's well, the same thing they've been doing, almost. Yeah, and it's kind of scary, but it's one of those things for UCLA. You have some explaining to do because it's me and my team. We're coming to play here. We should know that at the very least, our belongings are safe for two hours in your locker room yeah no question california that's, that's, uh, can't trust them california is a crazy state yeah, can't trust them crazy <laughs> state dude it. okay uh bevel conway because before we get to all that other stuff listen you had the oilers you had the seattle all the uniforms all of them dude and then pat's dolphins man pat's dolphins is gorgeous i love watching games out of that stadium it's always sunny it's a grass field dolphins end zones were elite dolphins end zones they they look awesome in that in that setup um i don't know what your bevel conway was but my anti Same. is all the throwbacks that's what yeah. i wrote anti bevel is going to be the color rushes tonight that the detroit is is rolling out like i just is that gray are they wearing it's gray? just they're wearing the all gray with like a blue helmet it's mm. it's going to be hideous mm. 
my my anti-bevel conway is washington washington philly you don't like that i just there's something about that washington like a month and a half too early it's that just, red and green it just does it it's just gross i'm just not into it and it's not even so much gross. the eagles but we were spoiled with the kelly green and then we get this yeah yeah <laughs> um hollow man yeah how could it not be me um <laughs> maybe heberflus for for the rap and tackle uh fucking lecture i got I, Meg actually, she knew I had a lot of money on the game before she went to bed. Like she actually, I was just in there doing the thing. You know when, when, when you're really down bad in anything, there's like a moment where you like you want your mommy. Yeah. Like I kind of had that moment last mm-hmm. night, and that's I was just funny. like everything that went wrong was like what, what? Oh, that's not fair, Meg. She's over there just reading some shit on her phone. <laughs> she's got to act like she she cares. She maybe she should, but like she went to bed and she's like, I'm sorry. She'll care here eventually. I'm like, when Chase is at it for too long, she's going to bed. Eberflus is talking about rapping and tackle. Meg's like, what the fuck? So I mean, like maybe Eberflus, man. <laughs> How do you get beat by the Chargers, man? That's what they're supposed to do. Is they're supposed to look terrible? Anyways, you sound like Tony Soprano. Kyle, you got yeah, a I got a hollow man. Sky, Probably lost Sky about Moore. as much as Soprano. It's selfish. It's selfish. It's a Sky Moore pick, but I just think in that moment you give Patrick an opportunity to throw that touchdown on fourth and two. Catch the ball, bud. You catch that ball. It's a different ball game. Maybe you win that game. Maybe you steal this one in yeah, Denver, and yeah. that's what great teams do. Great teams. But here's steal what's wins. fucked up. There were a couple hollow men on that team. I mean, the the muff punt was just they're as bad. All, it was they're even all bad. Worse, they man. all they all took uh, they hollow all took credit for it too. They all did a good job yeah. after the game taking credit for it. But they know. Also, by the way, just because you're talking about it, I was watching um, Reed, Justin Reed, after the game. What a great post game interview. Justin Reed is such a sharp guy Smart. and also so accountable and was was so Stanford right. All his all his answers were so informative, but also like negative. Like they were negative, but but he put a positive spin on it and was was very. I mean, I just want to shout him out. And the Chiefs, to your point, they've been they haven't been here before, not in eight years, but they they've been they've been here after tough losses. They'll be fine. Okay, fly on the wall. I said Colorado, uh, and then also everybody who wanted Kirk. I think every GM. That's got an eye on some player this weekend. It's so interesting to me, them watching the way things unfold. Like we talked about Tennessee wins the game. Oh, fuck. Now I got to send even more over for Derrick Henry. You know, or Kirk Cousins gets hurt. Maybe there was an outside chance of him moving. Things like that. So I think it's really interesting to think about GMs watching football this weekend and what they're doing now. Fly on the wall would be Will Levis's ex-girlfriend watching, that was, watching the Titans. That's with, my best seat. Watching the Titans <laughs> hey. with... Somebody give him Morgan Wallen. Fuck, we, we're great minds think alike. She poor girl. Poor girl. Yeah, she left him. She did. Good for she, him. She, she definitely. I, oh sent I don't know. Head. I liked her. Kyle. Can you imagine being Will Levis waking up this morning and just like your your Instagram is popping, your Twitter's popping in Nashville? Like, hey, these why people. are you saying good for him? What if he misses her, bro? Miss that's her. The, that's nah. this is the perfect get back. Yeah. From what I heard, and I'm not going to divulge all of it, but she she made a decision. There was you a could bring her back into the fold and do a two, two quarterback system. Can't bring her back into <laughs> Kyle. The fold. You got to be Will Levis. You have to, to put get, your foot down. Hey, big head. The hey, big head DM or text is coming no 100 no. i liked her kyle yeah i thought there was a lot of people there. liked her i think but the issue is that will levis has elevated his game. what if she does he's what, on to bigger and better thing what if okay. she does the Chris. the whipped cream what if, <laughs> Chris? no what if, i'm just saying bonk no no, no. 
I'm just saying he left. He left her. Yeah, you're right, Kyle. She's probably feeling shitty right now. Apparently, he's in Nashville. Apparently, she went. She went down to Nashville and found a new boyfriend. Did she really? Yeah. She's a homie you hopper. Didn't hear this? Oh boy, man. Allegedly, that's like what the Reddit the redditors are saying that potentially some country music artists are hanging. You know, potentially friends with her. You now. get the Luke. Reach, Cone, you get so, the, my, reach, so really, that's that's what I'm saying. My reach my fly artists. on the wall is wherever she's at, watching with some artists, and this guy, they, like somebody's losing money because Will Levis is dominating. She's watching with one We've of these. Seen this artist perform in the club too. <laughs> what? Who? Which the one? artist you're talking about? Which one? Morgan Wallace. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't even know it. Oh, I tuned it out. <laughs> down sure. in, down in. I no. thought it was like some band they hired. <laughs> no, at Super Bowl week. Morgan right. Wallen is actually a rapper. He's not a country. That's artist. Jason Aldean. Same. They all rap. They're all the same. <laughs> They're all the same. Okay. Uh, Best seat in the house. I'm gonna give you this. This is also known as the Donna Kelsey Award. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, it, you know. It should oh, be. it's great. Um, I, I don't have another best seat in the Justin house. Fields hanging out in Los Angeles. That was yeah. great. That was great. We talked about it earlier. Was, I'm not sure what Justin Fields' vices are, and I'm not going to try to assume. But I don't if, think he has any. But if you're a young guy and you're hanging out and you're getting paid millions of dollars and you're not being asked to play because you're on the mend and you know they have to get his health taken care yes. of, you go to L.A., you have a great dinner. There's no curfew. You play on a Sunday night game. You get an opportunity to go maybe have some camaraderie, oh. buy your teammates a nice dinner and Los I'd be Angeles. higher than a giraffe's there ass. There are guys on that Bears team who have never been in hey. Southern California. They get to go with their guy – Justin, who has his guard let down, best <laughs> no, seat in the house. Just like you said, not in Southern California. I don't trust it. I would be scared to go out there being being, being be, an NFL player. I'd be there smoking for a night. moon rocks. Exactly. I would find in my nice. hotel room. I'd been. Yeah, people talk about what are you gonna do when you get to LA? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get so room. stoned, and I'm gonna look out the window at the palm trees and order a movie, especially oh, yeah. if I have to play. No, oh. it's really getting stoned and ordering room service. Bro. Oh, the fucking room service. Ice cream that you can get, bro. It's top notch. And the whole room smells like fries the whole stay there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just, you got to put it out in the hall. Um, All right, so you got a best seat? That's, I don't How about really do one. Urban Meyer watching this whole Michigan thing? Urban Meyer on. watching this whole Michigan thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, I, I got, we're going STL Memorial now. Yes. Deron Bland, three pick sixes, most by Cowboy ever leads NFL. I talked about it earlier, but that's just wild. Also, it's so funny with the Cowboys, wow. their injury. We said it when it happened. You can survive this because you have Deron Bland. And you also, in some situations, might get better in coverage because Trayvon takes a lot of chances. And Deron Bland, the chances he's been taking have been paying off. He also made a big play down in the, in, in the low red on a screen to keep that game uh, where it needed to be for them to jump out on top of those guys. Um, I'm talking because I have no idea who I want to be my STL Memorial. Um, STL Memorial. By the way, the Bills, that backdoor cover was excruciating Thursday night. You had a rough night. W rough week. Okay, luckily all my props hit because I knew Josh Allen was good. By the way, we're going to talk about the Bills coming in next Sunday night. They decided last week. I don't know if Josh decided, but like, I'm going to tuck the ball and fucking run. I'm going to look when like they're at their best. That's when they're at their best. Okay. STL Memorial. Maybe I'll give it to, um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. What game was nobody watching? I don't know. Fuck, dude. I watched them all. Lost money on them all. Adam Thielen was nice for the Panthers. Good. Adam Thielen. Nice for the Panthers. Way to go, Adam. Game ball. To be a shared game ball. Game ball. It's going to be in Tennessee. 
there's gonna be two hands on it both hands look different mm -hmm. one is deandre hopkins and one is will levis and they're just both touching the ball it's like a unity poster all right i'm gonna give i'm gonna give the game ball to uh man i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna give the game ball kyle to joe burrow joe burrow i mean just picked him apart looked like the joe burrow of old people do not go into that stadium and win you know i san francisco not only won but covered a bunch over the last we huh? beat them in their first game ever did you there yeah jay cutler I can't remember. Patriots, we beat them too. I forget who their Patriots, quarterback was. Fair. I think it was Kaepernick. At the yeah, time. we beat Cap. We're two and zero against. But Cap he was really good. He um, was really good. Yeah, yeah. I got him when he wasn't as good. It was like I just remember he ran around everywhere. And we yeah. couldn't stop him. The Cap's first game was. I was on the field for that. It was crazy. Um, all right. So yeah, we we've got the MVPs in. Uh, Nate, viral viral moment of the week. Yeah, my viral moment of the week is going to Patrick Flavor Flav. Oh, what did he do? <laughs> he was, I don't know if he was hired or if it was some type of appearance, but Flavor Flav In sung Milwaukee. the national anthem to start one of the Milwaukee Bucks basketball games, and it's absolutely priceless. Start to finish, Flavor Flav, one of the most iconic hip-hop superstars and to see him do this i don't know he how. was singing singing yes and i sound good like actually trying to sing he does he doesn't sound good but i can say this he's not the worst he's not the worst person to to to, to no be the worst spot. person was that little girl in the 90s <laughs> exactly. that guy came over and put his arm the around. coach had to help Which, her by the way it. So it would have been funny if a coach came over and put his arm around flavor flame <laughs> did like a but he got during the singing when people kind of i feel like realized he was being serious look at he the boy got, scouts he took a little run scouts. he took a little run and people kind of cheered for it for a little bit so Dude, the, the how boy, do you get there? The man scouts, as you called them, yeah. the, the guys, they looked unhappy with Flavor Flav singing the national. Not, anthem. not big fans. Not big fans. Making a This isn't how we do it at the True Milwaukee. Um, and shout out to Flavor Flav for being one of the first people with Flavor of Love for like the reality no, I know. style love shows. Wasn't he, didn't you think Hoops? You think he took Hoops down? Wasn't Hoops on that oh, show? Oh, like all those girls, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, she Flavor was one of the <laughs> Flavor of Love, yo. <laughs> Do you, that's funny you remember Shaq Hoops. had to follow Hoops. <laughs> or had to follow Flavor, <laughs> Flavor Flav. Flav. That's tough, tough assignment. <laughs> I can't believe that you watched that or you Big still remember that stuff. I just that was before I had kids, so I watched garbage <laughs> TV. I was 23. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, great show! Maybe I don't know. What Shaq's shoe size? I don't know. 24, <laughs> 21, I think, or twenty-two. <laughs> I heard an interview. You the other have day. to come correct. He was talking about his weight when he played. He was like, "I was two fifty when I got in the league. I was two ninety when I won my fight, and yeah. then I was four fifty, and then I went to Pat Riley, and Pat Riley was like, you fat fuck.' <laughs> <laughs> you got to fix this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Monday Night Poor Football girl. preview. Poor girl. <laughs> my phone just died or my laptop just died but here's what i'll tell you about the raiders and the lions okay and yeah right now i'm chase long but i got the i got the raiders plus eight i do still think the lions are playing left-handed if montgomery's out which i believe he is um i read out okay so i hope it's true because i'm on the lions i'm 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 oh yeah well it's you got to take the the icky side kyle you know you got to take the icky side i think the raiders might make this close the total is 46. Give me like 24-17, okay? I just think the strength of the the Raiders doesn't match up 
well with the strength of the line. What is the strength the of the Raiders? I'm talking about Max rush, Crosby. Right? Max, yeah. in, in a roundabout way, I'm yeah. saying Max Crosby's going to have more uh, capable traffic cones. I would love to see Max Crosby kicking over and rushing Sewell and see what happens because I think they're both great. I say um, Max Crosby on an anytime touchdown. How about that? Defensive touchdown. You make, you, that you make that face now. Okay. <laughs> You got hey, hey, the guy likes to show up in big games. What? Oh, I got one more ad read. Little Caesars. Okay. Mm, pizza. So I'm going to leave the show on an ad read. It's going to be the best of the day. Okay. Monday is still game day, and game day is the perfect pizza day. So make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday to have your NFL game day cover. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza, pizza win. And speaking of winning, everybody scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab your, grab some friends if you have some friends. Uh, order your Little Caesars and enjoy during the games. Uh, pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza, Kyle. And happy hunting tonight and Thursday. Kyle, I'm watching the screen right now. You look fucking huge compared to me. <laughs> it is incredible how big you are compared to me. I, I You know, people... <laughs> It's People one, talk about Hall of Fame genetics over here. I mean, look at me. It's one of those uh <laughs> look like a tricks. fucking it's a camera trick. Data analyst. <laughs> Kyle looks like my henchman. It's a camera trick. Kyle, will you go to Vegas and 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 uh and 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 just go in the sports books and intimidate them so they give me my money back? <laughs> Only thing I'm doing if I go to Vegas is going to that sphere. Oh, we gotta go oh, to the sphere, Kyle. Gotta go. That shit looks so we awesome. We gotta go to the sphere. Yeah. Okay. Take care, y'all. Thanks. Yeah, you're the tone girl, I'm kidding. I'm gonna fight you with my friend.